we're going? Okay. Yeah, we, can, we can start whenever. We're, well, we're let's not, start we're after, not after that because that just didn't make me look good. <laughs> it was hot tea. Okay. It was too hot. Are you making a hot tea face? Yeah. <laughs> like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. All right. not, well, we're not live. We're not live today. For the second time. For the second time. Amazing. New series. New, it's Jump not Street live. not live. Yeah, it's the, <laughs> it's the circumstantial. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for watching and tuning in on our second not live episode. We have a very special guest today. <laughs> very special <laughs> guest today. Um, every episode is a special episode, though. I mean, I feel like we've been lucky with special guests. That's just what happens, though. Yeah. I'm going to feel bad for our first guest that's not special. We're just going to be like, we have We a have guest a guest today, today, and they're going to just be in the corner. We'll see him in the corner. They're like, <laughs> it's going to be bummed out. Going to make a meme out of it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see a lot of memes coming out of that. <laughs> all right. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you all enjoyed our live at Woodward episode, right? Since that happened already? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Since that happened already? Yes. Um, we had a good time at Woodward. Don't you remember you did that thing? Right. Yeah, exactly. That was sick. No that one's going to get this. We had a really good time there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Hopefully, we do have a good time now. Yeah. Um, thank you, for everyone, for joining us. We had, uh, what, the Cosmic Session this week? We the did. Cosmic Memorial? Yeah. No, it was actually just uh, three weeks ago. I mean, t- two weeks ago. Well... It should be. I thought it was. Oh, okay. Since, yeah, you're fucking me up. Too. No, this is this is a pre-recorded episode. <laughs> yeah. So by the time this airs, it'll probably be at three weeks ago. At, okay. At this point. Yeah. But there was a cosmic uh, memorial session uptown at Riverside Skate Park, mm-hmm. and a ton of people went out and supported that. So we just want to shout out everyone who did that because, uh, yeah, it's, cosmic was like a friend of ours who yeah. skated. Little little guy. He was very young. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's been ten years. So, really that long? Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize it's been that long already. Yeah. Jeez. So shout out to everyone who showed out for yeah, that. Yeah, shout out to everyone. What Do you know why it wasn't at 12th and D this year? Because it's usually at 12th and D, the memorial session. You know? I don't know. I didn't realize that till just now. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Because usually they burn the candles and there's wax and you can't skate for like days afterwards. Really? There's wax on the floor everywhere. I think, you know what I, it is? I think there there's like a couple that are done normally. I could be wrong. Mm. I could be. So don't don't count my word on All that. Right. <laughs> but I remember there being like uh, like... Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, being at a few different places. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if that's uh, annual or whatever. But shout out to Sh- everyone who went to that. Shout out to everyone who went there. Shout out to Cosmic yeah. too. Yes, shout out to Cosmic. We miss you, brother. Yep. Um, also, uh, before we get focused, we just want to say thank you everyone for watching. Mm-hmm. Please, we say this every episode, yes. but follow us on our Instagram oh. account, Jump Street Podcast. All the things. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to our page. Facebook, Stitcher, uh, all that. You know, as always, we have a Patreon. If you like what you hear, you go there. And uh, yeah, just iTunes. be sure to follow us. iTunes. iTunes, Five yes. star rating. Five star. We don't have any reviews this week. Please, we don't. Fucked <laughs> up. I'll read one. Okay. Keep talking. I'll read one. Okay, cool. So. Well, we could edit this, actually. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah. So um, on our iTunes, we do our review of the week. And we. Uh, this is going to be a completely random review this week because this is straight off the cuff. Off the cuff. Bing. Bing. <laughs> Austin's looking one up right now because this <laughs> this was a kind of rushed episode. We had a small opportunity to have our guest in town. Amanda, can I borrow your iPhone? <laughs> I have a I have a Samsung, so it doesn't let me go into iTunes without actually being in the iTunes app. So I can't look at. I need a review. Thank God this is a pre-recorded episode. <laughs> yeah, we could totally edit this. <laughs> This is sweet. <laughs> Just like that drum thing. It's so much like sh- less stress in a non-life. 
You know what? I'm going to look up a iTunes review right now. Oh, nice, dude. <laughs> perfect so, timing. Perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, check out one of our reviews. You know, if you leave a review on our iTunes, it's very much appreciated. We appreciate that. We appreciate you going on and giving us five-star ratings. Oh, look at this one right here. Okay. Shout out to Skateboard Guy. Shout out. Shout out Skateboard Guy. <laughs> Yo, I'm a skateboarder from Washington, and I listen to this podcast with my partner from work every time there's a new one. So we're reaching out to, like, all walks of life Dang, right now. Dang, what? Skate- Yo, Skateboard shout, Guy. Shout, shout out, out to Skateboard Guy. Awesome. Thanks for watching our show. Tell all your other friends to watch, too. Yo, much love. Much love. Awesome. Very good. But yeah, leave those leave those five star reviews. Yeah. So leave those five star reviews. You know, subscribe, follow, like, all be a part stuff. of. All the good Join stuff. us. Jump Street Podcast. Jump Street Podcast. All right, everybody. So we're gonna move it on to our very special guest this week. It's our first international guest. So it's a big one this week. Big one. And everybody, welcome Dominic Bruce. Yay! It's our first international guest. Hello. <laughs> so what's up, man? What are you doing in town? Well, okay, so... Speak in more. Okay, so um, <laughs> my girlfriend and two of our friends who were a couple mm-hmm. were coming to New York on a trip, mm-hmm. and I was kind of, uh, I wanted to come, but I didn't commit to the buying the ticket yet, and uh, then when I went to get around to buying the ticket, instead of just coming for a week like them, I stay for an extra week to skate and do some skating. To do this too. show with the homies. Yeah, so Sick. I've been here for a week now, and my girlfriend went home last night. Um, we've just had a really good week exploring. No skating involved, but seeing skate spots, of course. But <laughs> no skating involved, just going to different neighborhoods, eating so much food of all different kinds. And mm-hmm. yeah, just being in the New York soup bowl. Yeah. <laughs> How are you liking it so far? Yeah, really good. I mean, I was in New York uh, about 10 years ago for my dad's 40th birthday mm-hmm. for four days. And at that time, I guess I was yeah 11 or something. But I did have my skates with me, I remember, and I had a little skate through Oh, so you skated in New York before? Yeah, but not anything serious. I mean, I was 11, so my dad just took me to Central Park, and I was... I remember oh, you the, skated around? <laughs> yeah, the, the rain came down, and I actually found the ledge I skated when I was there this time. It's like, you know, there's this big pond where people are in boats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's this just, like, ledge, and I remember skating it, and I seen it, and I was, like, so... Uh, is there a ledge there amazed to skate? to see it again. Yeah, it's, like, real basic, something just, you know... Yeah, probably just, like, I never yeah, noticed I, before. <clears throat> Yeah, it's just, a, it's just a curb. I mean, it's not even a ledge. Yeah, I guess yeah. it's better to call it a curb. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it was cool to see that it was still there. Yeah. My, my memory was... Uh, Did you skate yet? Are you going gonna to skate it this week? You should skate yeah, it just yeah, for yeah. memories. Yeah, For shits and giggles. Yeah, I should turn up and have a little... That's what I'm saying. Skate on it. Yeah. Didn't you say you skated the banks back in the day too? Yeah, that was the thing. Uh, also, it was raining when I went, but I, w- I w- had like one mission I wanted to do while I was here mm-hmm. with and my dad and me one morning went over to Brooklyn Banks and it was pouring a rain so it was so slidey because it's that red yeah. brick yeah. so it gets like super slippy but uh, yeah my dad had his camera and I remember getting a little clip just being able to go up the bank this far because of the oh, yeah. the rain but doing a little I don't know Tornado 7 you know just spinning <laughs> oh, so sick. far I remember that that was funny you oh, didn't cool. hit the rail then? no I was too that's like the only thing you could really point, skate actually. in the rain because that's like the only thing that's it's kind consistently of under the bridge Yeah, the run up's covered yeah. I guess that's the only thing. You but you were 11. I, I don't think I was. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember. Like, <laughs> I wasn't yeah, a very courageous 11-year-old for <laughs> rails, at least. Maybe yeah. if it was an escape park. But it's a good beginner rail. That rail's tiny. Mm, and you could but almost. it's a drop, though. Yeah, it is a drop. It is tiny, though. But I don't know. But you could also get 11, it into your mind that it was a skate park. You were different. You were skating at like eight or something. I don't know. You started skating when you were eight, too, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, so there yeah, you I go. Yeah, I started skating when I was eight years old. And you're taller than me too, so rails were probably yeah. lower on you than I, they I'm were sure, for me. I'm sure I could have <laughs> found an excuse to not skate the rail. <laughs> also, it's just you and your dad. Like, yeah. how, how stoked are you getting? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was, and the rain was coming down, and it was like uh, I'd seen it in Tony Hawk's or something. Yeah, Brooklyn Bank spot, <laughs> and it didn't really. Although it was amazing, I wasn't being able to let it live up to its expectations because yeah. I wasn't really getting to use it. You know. Ah, uh, it's a bummer. Like it's right there. But it was definitely cool. It, it was still... definitely cool to see the spot and yeah. know, know what's been done there. And just well, that's what I'm saying. It's ac- iconic. Yeah, so it's like just a... to go there and see it, even if it was like capped up, whatever. Right. I'm sure people are gonna, you know, go to that visit that spot forever. And it's like a, it's a monument of of skating. You know, yeah. it's the same way if you're doing general tourism. It's like one of the the skate tourism spots. You know, yeah, right? definitely. It's like uh, especially if you've seen multiple things there, you can just kind of mm-hmm. yeah. yeah enhances the space a for so bit. many years too. Yeah, that shit's been going down there. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, so you're young. Thing. What year were you born? I was born in the 4th of September in 1997. So, <laughs> so, so make, shit's make been going down at that spot since before you were born. Yeah, I mean, I've watched That's the, crazy the to Hoax think videos about. and they're, they're yeah. ripping that rail in the Hoax videos. Yeah, like, like 95. Soul Mizzou front yeah, side, back side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's crazy. Before you even born, that's, that's crazy. I didn't really like really realize that. Yeah, people were definitely inventing tricks before I was born. I mean, I, I yeah, came into crazy. it pretty late in terms of, in terms of like where skating was when I started skating. It already developed so much you know? yeah yeah like, like but you were telling me your first video was um so my yeah last night we were speaking about that. yeah like my I, I can't remember exactly which one came first mm-hmm. in the in the chronological order but generally the the era the era the era sorry i started skating was like razor's icons we are valid to holy shit i mean i remember <laughs> also like then getting a little bit older but when i was like 14 15 i'm watching like truth videos and maybe be unique and mm-hmm. denial no rollerblading yeah yeah, yeah. and that's the, those kind of were like videos that i was uh exposed to when i started skating but then you know when i speak to you guys and we speak about first videos you're probably going to be able to name videos i don't even know and probably have definitely never watched as yeah. your first video yeah. oh know? yeah sure so it's it's crazy to see that that was a crazy era that you started though because that was like imagine watching like like some like icons whatever it's just all hammers you know like right. and you're like damn i gotta like yeah, it exposes you to up. a different time like kind of um mentality right yeah towards skating about what's possible on the skates you know because mm-hmm. obviously when i when i look now from this kind of point of view from skating so long then when i watch the old videos I'm, it's not about the tricks it's just about what was being created you know you can yeah. take, you can take a lot from it even though they're doing sometimes simple tricks just the fact that they're even doing tricks is part of the yes, inspiration exactly. because yeah. you know yeah. like where did that come from it just grew you know yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah it's funny to compare and see which uh because i think that when you get to a certain point in skating you understand each other as you register each other's place in skating you know where they're at in the mind state you know yeah, you, you totally. know that they've kind of uh, experienced that uh process of doing a rail or skating this you know they know they know the psychological aspect of what skating entails yeah and uh even though we both have different histories like everybody has a bit of a different history on how the videos they watch and stuff but we're still able to like connect on that like, yeah the, course, the place yeah. of like um yeah what we feel about skating <laughs> totally you know what i'm curious about because you're 21 mm-hmm. and you've been skating since just eight? turned 21 okay jeez <laughs> happy birthday, happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, when was your birthday was it like fourth of september so it's just at the oh, start yeah, of so this month you go. happy belated yeah i just just in time for coming to america exactly i was about to say yeah. you can't you couldn't drink can before a, that i can have a beer i'm sure i could have picked up a gun but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um you know because you said you started so late i'm curious like did you have like a group of like younger friends that all skated or did you like skate with older guys like how did you get into it like what was the thing that you were like, I'll try this. Well, so when I was younger, 
I mean, I knew of skate parks that they were like a, not a new thing. You know, you knew what skate parks were, mm-hmm. and I was. Um, I like the idea of skateboarding. I listened to mm-hmm. like I guess bands like Blink One Eight Two and stuff. So I like the idea of like oh, yeah. <laughs> skating a little bit. And then my friend Aaron Forbes, he he uh, rollerbladed, but I never had tried it. I just had always assumed that I was trying to skateboard, you know. Mm-hmm. And then one time I was at the skate park and called the Factory Skate Park in Dundee, a, a town like no a city like an hour from me, and uh, I'd given up on the skateboard. And my mom and dad were in the cafe upstairs. It's got like a viewing deck of the skate park. Mm-hmm. And I went up and I was so sad that I just, I was like, skate, this is not for me. Like, I'm just sitting in the park, not being able to do anything, you know? Yeah. And then my mom and dad had been sitting up there and found a poster. And it was for the Easter holidays were coming up. And there was going to be a skate camp for like, you know, you could go for one week on the skate camp. Mm -hmm. My dad said, why don't you try the rollerblading skate camp? Because then you can skate with Aaron and then you're doing the same thing. Yeah. So like, I guess it was like a month later or a few weeks later, I went to the skate camp and uh, every... Every day for a week, my dad drove me to this place an hour away. And I remember the night before the camp started, we went to a supermarket and Niles Barkley crazy. My dad bought this sing- <laughs> the single. Yeah. <laughs> and he, uh, every day driving there, there was like the single and then two revised editions on the same yeah. CD. And we just listened to that on repeat. So like my... We had a friend that listened to that on repeat <laughs> yeah. all the time. But yeah, then Shout my, out Chad Caracelli. But then my, my uh, sort of... Uh, the beginning of my skate life is very like, much like associated to that song because it used to be... We used to be like singing it on the that's, way to the skate That's park. so sick yeah. that you mentioned that. Like that, that that's it's great. It's such a small detail, but it's like a... So now when you hear part that... part of the just, memory. Yeah, yeah, when you hear that, you just think about going to the skate camp, yeah, right? Yeah, it's funny because then I remember I was like 15 and I remember being in Poland for a skate trip and uh, that song came on and I was just kind of like you know connected to and i was like ah, i'm here again like you know yeah. I, like <laughs> that's sick do you do you have like songs like that too i, I think everyone does I, I, yeah every time we hear like a 311 song i think about i mean you store so much memory three, music. 311 you think about blading in the old days yeah like, like, I'm saying, like, like how he just thought of like in totally the 90s and stuff like totally. that so like that's like so relatable because i'm sure everyone has that also yeah, it just encompasses like the music of that time encompasses the style and like totally. usually the yes, style yes. usually the style is uh reflected in the skate scenes too because 100 you're listening to the same music you're in the same street mm-hmm. atmosphere you know you're yep like the punk rock era the little hip-hop yeah. era yeah. you feel like it reflects what you're doing because it's like uh the music's coming out of the same mm-hmm. action same place time. yeah, yeah. mm-hmm do you, so like when you when you hear crazy you think it's just you in the car for like an hour every yeah, day yeah i can imagine that kind of because <laughs> you, you know that song has that kind of like uh yeah it represents that to me definitely mm-hmm. like when i hear it i can't not think of that time pretty yeah. much you know so i recently learned that like the key to long-term memory is emotion has to be tied to it hmm. and because when i like because when you mentioned that, I think about myself too, obviously. Yeah. And when I think about something like 311 or something right. like that, like I remember myself in my basement of my parents' house, like watching a skate video or whatever. There was some significance there. Yeah, there has and to be I some feel that. So I, that's why I feel like yeah. if you maybe just like maybe in the car, like excited yeah. about to go to the skate camp, whatever yeah. it is, you know? It ties into the significant moment of, of his life. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I think as well, because there's some moments in your life where you're maybe not able to describe what's going on but the music can uh, be the greatest uh, example for yeah. you of how you feel you know like you you maybe don't know what to say but you can s- say that this music is how you feel you know like it's mm-hmm. totally yeah so you gotta make a skate edit now to crazy yeah <laughs> maybe that won't be coming anytime soon I think I'll keep that one to myself <laughs> um, so something else I learned yesterday when uh, I picked Dominic up was I don't know if you know this do you know, like, uh, okay, so you've moved to Copenhagen. Yeah. But you have a little crew there. 
Yeah. So if you can if you can grow in it, I didn't know that a lot of this. Stuff. I thought you were from Copenhagen. No. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know. Okay, that. well we'll have to find out that yeah, first. Let's, then. let's <laughs> get over that. Let's well, get I can tell that. by your accent. Let's get over that. Not, over. Not, yeah, let's get that over and done with. You're now, not you know. a Danon, obviously. No. Yeah. So start. Get start. Yeah. Where you're from, and then. Okay, so well, I was born in Aberdeen, uh, northeast Scotland. Mm-hmm. So like, if you're familiar with the geography of Scotland, it's almost up on the on the left shoulder. You know, two hours north, north, two yeah. hours north of the Central Belt, where you find Glasgow and Edinburgh. A bit what better, more well known names. Right. Um, and I came from there, and then um, yeah, grew up in a town called Stonehaven, twenty minutes from the city. Just. Uh, Went to school and uh, secondary school there, which is the equivalent of high school mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Um, there wasn't really much skaters in the town I'm from. Um, there's a few, like uh, Clark and Jamie, and uh, a few others, and there's just a half pipe. There was only a half pipe in the town I grew up in. But then eventually, when I was like maybe 13, we got a skate park that we fundraised for. We were like cool. packing shopping bags in the, you know, the supermarket trying to raise money for the skate park. Oh, yeah, and nice. I don't know why wow, it took so long to come in. And then when they actually eventually got it, it was much smaller than I think everybody <laughs> everybody had uh, ex- Sounds about expected. Right. Yeah. But still, because you've been waiting for it for so long, it was it's like yeah. an, it's very much enjoyed. And even though the park is not the best park in the world, when you weigh up against other ones in itself, it was great to have a park there. And you guys worked for it, too. Yeah. And I mean, most of the work was done before I'd even got involved. Like people had been fundraising it for for it for I guess ten years, maybe even Whoa. Yeah, something crazy. Like, That's wow. amazing. There was a little committee. I remember we used to go to these like Wednesday night meetings at somebody's mum's house or something like that. Wow. Mm. Uh, we wouldn't be in the conversation, but still, <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah, then uh, then most of my like I used to when I was like twelve or even a bit younger. There was a maybe when I was like nine. The skate park opened in Aberdeen called Transition Extreme, and it was a big park, huge bowl, all wood park, really uh, well done. You know. And uh, that I pretty much grew up in there. I was like dropped off there and skated there and then started coming in contact with the older skaters from Aberdeen who'd been skating for years and who are still skating now. And um, then when I was like 12, 13, 14, started going on little trips with them, you know, and starting to be allowed to street skate and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, don't have to be left in the park anymore. Right. Um, But yeah, so then like a year and a half ago, or not even, sorry, 12, 14 months ago, I moved to Copenhagen. Oh, so it's more recent. Yeah, so it's just like a year anniversary pretty much for that happening. Right. Now, so. Why'd you move to Copenhagen? Because my girlfriend is Danish, and I met her while uh, at Roskilde in Denmark, the festival that I think you're both aware of. It's like Sizemore. Of. Yeah. Yeah, and it's <laughs> the same situation as Sizemore. See, I didn't yeah. know Sizemore lived in Copenhagen. You didn't know that? I didn't know I that. hung out with him like last month when I was in Copenhagen. I was in Copenhagen I, like what? a month ago. Yeah. What? You were in Copenhagen? Yeah. No way. What yeah. were you doing there? Just uh, yeah, through? it was just my wife. We're just traveling around uh, Scandinavia. We no spent way. a few days in Copenhagen. You enjoy it? Yeah, it was nice. Real nice. You met up with David and Sophie? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, we hung out for a day. We did like a whole touristy thing. David definitely said to say hello to you both. I told you that nice. already. Oh, there you go. What up? Shout out David Sizemore. Shout out David Sizemore. <laughs> hello, so, hello, hello. So you skate with him a lot out there or you hang out with him a lot out there? Yeah, I mean, and also Scott Quinn, he's also there due to um, Shout out a Quinn. partner that he met at uh, <laughs> really? Who, Damn. <laughs> yeah. The Danish girls are just yeah, it's scooping yeah. everyone up, pulling you guys into the into Denmark, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. It's That's it's awesome. really funny that we're all there by the the same sort of um, terms in a way because yeah. it makes it easier. Because if I was to move to a different country for my girlfriend, for example, and I didn't have the skate sort of background, then you know maybe I'd be a bit more reliant on. Uh, her friends and kind of feeling some sort of community there through that right yeah but because i have already so many memories of my own stored in that shared in that place right 
I have so many friends that I already had more than enough reasons to be there anyway. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I needed to gather any more evidence on why I had to stay there. Yeah. So then just the coming there has been so much easier because I already knew the people. There wasn't any getting to know. It was more just like enjoying the yeah. what was already there. And uh, with David, Quinny, like the, the list just goes on. There's yeah. Core, Freddie, and yeah, Core, Pale, Christian, Pale, yeah, mm-hmm. and the, oh, yeah. on and on. I don't want to miss any say the right. names because I'll miss them out because they're yeah, all, they're, yeah, all, exactly. they're all they're all there, yeah, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we go on sessions. I mean, it's been really nice. We've been filming pretty often, at least compared to what I did in Scotland. Mm-hmm. I used to have to more go on some trips to film. You know, like if I wanted to film something, it was more like I'd try work, save some money for a job, and then try maybe go to Barcelona for a bit period of time or yeah. something. You know, like want to film in that sense. But now filming can be much more everyday basis. Like we just want to, we meet up and if we film, we film. And if we don't, we don't. And mm-hmm. the, either way, we're going to enjoy each other's company and of end course. up having dinner together or something like yeah, that, yeah. you know. And so that's even... It's awesome th- to have a crew out there. Yeah, because when I, even over the winter time, like it was, um, we were just meeting up and speaking. And, you know, just these are, they're not just my friends while skating. They're also, you know, my course, yeah. friends that extend beyond that, which yeah. is also really nice because... It's not like I'm only in my friend's company when I'm skating. I can also just have that yeah. out with that. So it's mm-hmm. really, yeah, it's really great. It's made Copenhagen, that's what's been the best thing for me there. You know, that, that yeah. ability to have that network and yeah. totally. to share my everyday life with people that I've wanted to get to know more previously, you know, because sometimes you just meet these people for two weeks, yeah, one week on a trip, a trip that means a lot to you and was special. But those memories are just, you know, uh, for that time and place. Yeah. But for when you can bring that into the everyday level, you the communication changes because you're not just having to speak about things tied to that moment. You're able to bring it down and speak about family, friends. Regular things, yeah, yeah. things that are troubling you day to day. It's a bit deeper, yeah. Yeah, you just, it just rests a little bit more. You know, it's not so high and up in the air. It's just mm-hmm. like you can bring it down. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, I appreciate that. It's yeah, nice. totally. It makes definitely makes the transition of moving to another country or whatever yeah and it was my first time moving out of home too so you know it was um kind of two at the same two strikes at the same time so uh it's hard to know which feelings were coming from uh moving out for the first time and which were coming from moving to another country and right because they were all kind of blended together yeah so uh having that uh support and like the the people there who i enjoy spending my time with is really yeah yeah it's crucial i value that a lot that's awesome yeah sick it's good Man, I'm sweating um, here. <laughs> it's the lights. It's like a sauna. We're, <laughs> yeah, you are wearing a very... Yeah, rather, it's not appropriate. It's summer here still. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> I was well, wearing a t-shirt last night in the dark, so I don't know why I've appeared today in the daytime with a long sleeve. You experience a lot of crazy weather here too, because uh, I don't know if it's exactly the time you've been here, but we have like 90 degree yeah. days Fahrenheit, and then we have like 60 degree days. It's, the, it's, it's huge the, difference. the humidity element that yeah. really gets me because, yeah. you know, sometimes it's even raining and the day is not exactly a nice day. No. But the humidity just like cranks it up and you're sweating. No one's ready for yeah. the humidity when they come yeah, here. It's Nobody. Crazy. It changes everything. That smoggy sort yeah. of yeah, light. It's gross. Little, yeah, it's a little. You just sweat out of nowhere for no yeah. reason. Yeah. And you're mad. <laughs> and then and water costs so much money. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's and then you're like so sweaty, but you're like resisting buying a bottle of water and you're like, no. <laughs> water costs so much money? I never heard that. I think so. In New York? Yeah, in New York for a bottle of water. You're I mean, like, Europe is like... I mean, it depends where you are. It's like less than like one euro for like a big thing, right? Of course, I could just take the... We get like a Poland Spring for like a dollar. It yeah, depends where you are. Little, yeah, it yeah. Dep- I think it depends where you are in the city. Yeah, it depends. I just noticed uh, water prices fluctuate quite a lot. Just a little observation. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> that's Especially if you get the good water. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you get like Fiji water, water, Fiji water, Smart Water or something like, like that. Like the Essentia. Well, yeah. what makes it good? 
I don't know. They, got, they have like electrolytes in them and stuff uh, like that. Yeah, so they're fancy some, water. They some fancy water. They Yeah, fancy water. <laughs> <laughs> they put their makeup on for that one. That's exactly. <laughs> so speaking of you being here in New York, um, I noticed you posted a, a Facebook status the other day. Yeah, what did it? I had, a, I had a really good laugh about it. And I wanted you to like elaborate more, maybe hear like any other experience that you had since then. Okay, I but could definitely point out some things that have been going on. Let me on. start off with what you posted already yeah, on, on Facebook. Go for it. So you said, and I quote, a brief update of some <laughs> observable New York ar- archetypes, noticeably uh, notice- noticeable looks in the big bad city. I'll keep it short and sweet with these three. Number one is silk hair covers or wave trainers or whatever you like to call it. <laughs> a prominent apparel feature to be spotted on any metro line can also be paired with a hat on top of it depending on how you like to risk it this sounds like i'm reading out of like an ll bean catalog or something. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, so you're obviously talking about do-rags yeah yeah i didn't know it was called a do-rag but i was trying to like find the name on google about so what they're called cover or wave trainer <laughs> that was the funny i was die read that i'm but like holy dude, like, shit that is so crazy how much of a look that is it's like it's a thing it's really a thing i haven't seen it for a while then the last like few You've months not seen it for well, a while no i have like i used to see it all the time and then do you not see I, it much in copenhagen <laughs> no, I mean, I gotta say the, the old do rag isn't so uh, it's, popular. It's not a big thing. Right? No, I mean, so it's you don't see it much there. It's like I can count. I should have a tally marker for how many I see on the metro. It's like, it's and crazy. there's different styles of wearing. And then, it uh, yeah, everything. different style. One of them's more like a bean bag on top of your head, like, <laughs> and then the the other one's more like the kind of uh, emperor's headrest where they're like wearing yeah, the just, Egyptian yeah, hangdown. The, 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 the lazy well, way. It's, 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 the, lazy it's way. the same thing, but they just how it's tied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, it's the same rag. Yeah. But they're, <laughs> Rag to rich. You, yeah. you, you should get yourself a do rag to bring home. Yeah, you get them at the corner. So like I was a thinking dollar. about it. I want to get these waves. You know, crisp <laughs> yeah, up. There you go. I feel like I could. I could picture you with like cornrows. You, you, you can see me with cornrows. Yeah, I could. Yeah, limp biscuit. No, I don't. Think maybe get it done. <laughs> All right. So number two is, is people who look like they are speaking in themselves with Apple wireless earphones. Mainly spotted walking alone and not in groups. Do people not do that outside of like? Of course the, they do. <laughs> I was just joking. I mean, it's like. Yeah, just just because of the sheer quantity of how many people I've seen doing it, it's like, it's almost like it's just a living stereotype. You know, like stereotypes can very much be assumptuous and not true, yeah. but they can also sometimes live up to their expectations so much. And you're like, wow, that's just exactly the idea I had. And it's got legs and it's walking, you know, it's just, like, yeah, yeah. It, it's just funny to observe. In New York, a lot of people are multitasking all the time. So everybody's, yeah, it's whether like, you, when you're commuting, you're always working, you're always on the phone doing whatever. So I guess you see it more. Yeah, maybe it's like here people are always like, on like there's always some sort of stimulus stimulation going on like even if they they can't just sit and have a quiet moment on the train it's like always a little game on their phone right. or like you know there's always like a, yeah. something to catch the yeah, attention yeah. like it's not really a moment of like those quiet rest, moments you know? are good you need those mm-hmm. yeah yeah to, they're not too common sure. in new york though no no i well, appreciate I those though they're not they're yeah really i like no. when you can find that place though in a city so big then you find like a park or something and you're like wow then i'm in the city but i'm also in this little like yeah. refuge spot it's yeah, nice, oh, yeah. So. well it's like central park yeah that central was. park that's that's crazy i mean mm-hmm. it's it's amazing that such a big city has that and they've not developed into it and like yeah they've managed to keep that and kind of untouched in a way that'll yeah. be there forever like yeah that. yeah that's a that's a iconic that's not yeah. gonna move all right, so the third one that we have, and you can you continue on after this one, because I'd like to hear more if you have more. Uh, oversized iced coffee cups in hand, no matter the time on the clock. <laughs> this one I have tried on for size. <laughs> so another thing about New Yorkers, I guess we're always on the move. Everyone's always drinking caffeine yeah, to I keep moving. Yeah, it's like... 24 no, hours in a day isn't enough. And it's another thing I noticed <laughs> on the metro, because I guess I've been on the, on the subway a lot. 
but it's just like you know i'm i'm like what time is it and then i'm realizing that guy's got like this big gulp <laughs> thing the size of a two liter bottle and he's He's gulping that right he's now. He's gulping it down. Yeah, he's yeah, just like, and ice always like, yeah, it's just fun. America could be excessive, you know. Yeah, it's definitely the extremes of both sides. You know, there's yeah. the extreme, like, health of California and the whole, like, whatever, chai seed bowls and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's, like, the extreme unhealthiness of, like, the the triple bacon egg, whatever you call oh, yeah. it. You right. know, there's, like, it's, yeah. you can definitely find the extremes on both sides. Mm-hmm. Like, it's uh, noticeable. Totally. It's an extreme place. There's always a craving of something. There's always like a, you know, a lifestyle choice going on around you. It's right. Like, it's funny. That's a good observation. But yeah, I've definitely been taking part in it too. I mean, I've been, uh, totally. been in there You've getting been my ice coffees and getting right. my, See, there you go. getting my eggs. My I saw, saw your breakfast this morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you eat right. You're vegetarian. Um, I mean, I don't really like to call it vegetarian because I, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I do fit into that category, but it's just, I don't choose to eat meat. And uh, I sometimes eat fish, but I don't usually buy it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Nice. That's good. But you definitely have the option to, for whatever dietary choice you have, you have it, the option here. You know, you can be. There's a lot of free. that here. You can be, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you go into the coffee shop and you hear somebody ordering this really long order, but, but it's just one coffee, but it's just the, <laughs> the amount of alterations they're making to that coffee yeah. is yeah. like made it this big, long order. Yeah. yeah. It's not just a coffee. That's no, it. no, no. It's like, you know. Espresso latte with this, extra with this, that, caramel, that, this kind whipped of cream, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But you I mean, can I find that everywhere. I mean, these things are pretty global these days. Yeah. America, I think as an experience, isn't what it used to be. Like, I guess when my grandparents, for example, came to America. Then it was like you were really meeting things you couldn't get at home. You know, you were like, wow, we need to bring this home with us. You don't get that at home. Yeah. But nowadays, like pretty much what you have in America is accessible in Denmark and Scotland because, you know, it's global. It's like, yeah, yeah, you can get the same produce, you get the same brands, you get the same. So it doesn't wow you as much to see like what a pack of Oreos or something, you know. Yeah. (laughs) It's like everywhere. huh? Yeah. Is there anything else? To add to this list that you can think of off the top. Hmm. No, but I'm going to tell you some experiences I've had in New York sure, that I go think are it. funny and worth lo- sharing. I would love to hear <laughs> okay, these. so I'm going to start off with uh, with um, an experience I had in the Jewish community the other day. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> it was uh, it was a Saturday, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize, but I was told you know Saturday is the Sabbath day for yeah. the for a Jewish community, and uh, we get off the the subway and we instantly start noticing how many. Um, Jews there was walking about and it's amazing and like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm like couldn't believe my eyes I was like wow so this is Williamsburg yeah I don't know exactly <laughs> which part of Williamsburg it's it like is but the yeah. orthodox Jewish community exactly yeah. and then on the corner there was a, a young a young guy probably like uh, 15 or something and I just walked past him and then uh, my um, uh, friend Runa he was he was there and he got stopped by the, the young boy and said um can I ask you a favor? And he's like, he didn't really agree, but then they, they started walking. We turned around and next thing he's walking into a doorway with him. So we like follow and go through the doorway and then we're in like a, then a minute later we're in this house. We're in this uh, like living room of the, the family. And then we're like, what's going on? And then he's like, oh, we just had to ask your friend to turn on our light because we can't use electricity yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. Next thing she's serving us up uh, Kool-Aid and uh, we're speaking away to them and have a nice day, good Sabbath and everything. Just was a very bizarre experience. Bizarre. Also, because you're not allowed to use electricity, but they're still getting somebody else. To, so they're still the electricity yeah, like, is still being used. Yeah, it's just yeah. not their they fingerprint. Touch who yeah. touched they can't the, touch it. Yeah, it's a, little, uh, it's a little ridiculous. We've had that happen. I've seen that happen. It's a little loophole. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, a, it's a little loophole. Their know? fingerprints yeah. aren't being taken, right? They're just, it's, <laughs> it's just, uh, nobody's coming down and uh, checking for fingerprints, are they? You should tell them that next time. It's a good, it's a good one. Yeah, it's a forensic operation. <laughs> uh, forensic of the spirit. That's a pretty good story. <laughs> but then, okay, then I'll follow up with one that's almost similar. So then on Sunday, knowing that that's the, the day of rest, the day of worship, me and my girlfriend Clara, we went to a... Uh, um, gospel church called the Tabernacle in like downtown Brooklyn. Okay, and uh, we're like running late, and we're running and like to the back door. And we're like, where, where can we get in still? And they're like, yeah, there's space. So we walk in, get a seat, and we sit down next to these uh, two ladies. And instantly they're like, oh, how you doing? Um, praise the Lord, God bless you. And uh, it was nice of them. And then uh, she was like, oh, you're so tall and everything. <laughs> And then the service started and the pastor came on the stage and he was, yeah, he was passionate. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, this guy who was kind of like the superstar of the Jesus world mm-hmm. uh, came on the stage from San, San Diego and he was singing some songs. And, uh, so this is like, this is like a black Baptist church. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, was, okay. I was, yeah, I was yeah. thinking that in my head. Anyway. And, it was, and it was huge. I mean, this place is like yeah. an old theater so there they must be hosting it at least a few thousand in there you know and okay wow and, i mean maybe a thousand I, I don't know how many exactly can be seated in there but there's a lot of seats you yeah. know maybe it's closer to something like a thousand mm-hmm. but uh the service started and they were telling us you know the the meat is the the meat is the message that comes after the music and the, the music we're just about to get is just the the entree kind of like the appetizer and stuff <laughs> like that and um so we listened away and then uh they started talking about these seats that we were sitting on. And they were like, uh, okay, so these seats you're sitting on, we trusted in God to get the money together to get these seats. And now you're, those seats you're sitting on are brand new seats. They're ten, like hundreds of thousands of uh, dollars to get them. Like everybody, take a look around and try out the seats, and we're all like, "Oh yeah, these seats are, seats are They're great." Pretty good, yeah. yeah it's just like, <laughs> anyway, the story's uh, threading off, but. Yeah, it was just a wild experience. Like everyone, check out no, the seats. I, I, yeah, and he was, I, I, but he spoke about the seats for so long. It was like, <laughs> it was like get get it over and done with. Like the seats they, are good, but what do you hundreds want? Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, and what they do want you, the donations that's for them. That's why. Exactly. And I thought he was about to get the. I thought he was about to get the basket out. And then that's I was, what I thought you were going to get into. Yeah. So then, anyway, the lady next to me, the lady next to me, she was she was really entering the zone. She was like, in there. And then we were like, okay, the music's done. Let's get out here. We went to leave, and the guy told us nobody leaves until the the basket comes around, and we're like, "What?" Yeah, right. The security guards like nobody leaves until the the money basket comes around, and we're like, "Okay," but I had my phone charging in reception, so we managed to sneak out. That was nice. But it's just yeah. like suddenly, it's funny it's how always, it's, it's always a hustle. It's they tried to mafia you. They yeah, were like, no, "Nobody leaves." Yeah, it's funny how yeah, it's right. like, how can you not leave a free institution like a yeah. like a, a place that's about exercising religious freedom, and then you're then you're like, but you have to put some money in the in the basket, it was like crazy. Do you usually go to church back home, or no? I mean, I haven't so been what, brought what, up. What made you want to go this time in New York? Because I wanted to see the gospel, <laughs> the gospel uh, music. And well, the, you've had an experience that I've never had. I never seen. Yeah, it. I mean, I, I just wanted to experience that because we don't really have. Of course, you can find them, but I just found it fitting to go while I was in America when yeah. there's such a following for it, you know. And wow. Like, yeah, and this tabernacle place. They wanted you to online. pay. They wanted you to pay for the show. Yeah, exactly. Of course, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But they always want the money. I paid with my attention, so it's okay. How yeah, long? You, <laughs> you stayed almost the whole time. Hmm? You stayed almost. No, the whole we time? just. Stayed, it's like a three-hour thing, you know. And then afterwards, <laughs> yeah. they were having a urban picnic, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, so, is that what they called it? Yeah, he said we're having an urban picnic, and he said that means we're not having it on the grass, and like everyone was like. <laughs> 
like <laughs> laughing, you know. Like out in the street? Very innocent joke. Okay. Yeah, they were having it out on the street and there was going to be free hot dogs and everything supplied by the, <laughs> the community church. Ah, oh, dang. You should have kicked in a few bucks to the basket and got some dogs. Yeah, yeah. I was ready to... Oh, yeah, you don't eat meat. True, and I was I, just... Yeah. If I would have been like, oh, word, Urban Picnic, here's a, a, a couple, here's bucks, a couple in the of collection. bucks I'll, I'll happily... Like, oh, Nathan's? Word. Eat four or five dogs? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's a good deal. But yeah, that was a that was a funny experience to add to the list too. Yeah. Um, that, is a, that is a good one. And we've been around, like we went to Jackson Heights, like and spent quite a bit of time there just having walking around and having mm-hmm. some food over there and yeah, we've kind of touched every really corner. Really getting of the city. like into the city, yeah. Yeah, the only place we haven't been is the Bronx. And uh I'm not sure if I'll make it there by the time I go home, yeah. but we'll see. Anything could happen. How 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 um so I've noticed when I went to Copenhagen yeah, dab yourself a little bit. You got, you got to bring it like a tank top or something. Should, should I get stripped off? Or if I was the same size as you, I'd offer some clothes, but it would be like a like a, a belly, belly shirt on you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when I was in Copenhagen, like we're big pizza guys on the show, mm-hmm. right? I enjoy a slice of pizza too. I've had a had my fair share. Yeah, so there you go. Um, do you? So you've had pizza here? Yeah. And I know when I went to, I'm a big. I'm very picky with pizza. Mm-hmm. And when we went to Copenhagen, that was by far the best pizza I've had outside of New York. It's very... Was it Stefano's? I don't know. I, we just, I, get... Everywhere we went, I'm just saying. Like, oh, I don't, okay. I don't, we didn't go to like, a specific area, but we, uh. we went to multiple places. And I was like, I'm not going to go to Copenhagen and just eat pizza. But mm. I, had one, I had it once and it was really good. I'm like, yo, I'm going to get more pizza. And I, I was eating more pizza. And I was like, damn, this is legit. Yeah, so I don't I, eat pizza so much, but there's a few places that are great. I mean, whenever I do have pizza in Copenhagen, I'm pretty... It depends where you go. Of course, you may, I guess yeah, you yeah. were lucky and you just went to the good places because, of course, you I, could probably have I, a bad it's like a new, It's like the same thing in New York, too. Everyone yeah. thinks New York has the best pizza. Also, is that like a myth, the one dollar? slice i've been like one dollar slice is like i can't find them no really you, you gotta go that's to why i asked you if you went to st mark's place no yeah. i guess i haven't been there yeah, because that's like Lori said that they got it there and stuff oh, like okay that. yeah okay. they're they're all over the place we'll get you over there before yeah, let's, let's get over for the dollar slice enough yeah i also wanted to ask you about um because you've been taking like a few really cool interesting trips with, like quinny and those guys mm-hmm. and uh and you got a cool one coming up that's coming on in it's uh october yeah, it's November. If you're it's November. The one with uh, Bina. Yeah. Okay. So, what trips did you guys go oh, on? Like, because you went to some interesting places uh, with the crew. With um, with the Haitian kind of guy. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that was in 2014. That's when I met you, actually. And yeah. Spin your mic around. It's it's. it's Is it the wrong way? No, the other no. way. The other this way. Yeah, yeah. When you knocked it over, my. Oh, okay. Like okay. Yeah, okay. Nice yeah. one. Cool. So yeah, when I met you, that was 2014 mm-hmm. on the the summer where we went to Roskilde and Summer Clash. Yeah. And uh, I'd kind of planned it for a while online that I wanted to, B- Bina and Dylan and those guys told me they were coming to Europe. And uh, I'd finished school just like kind of a, like in the summer before that. And I was just doing finished a, high school. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'd been doing a year at uh, college, which is like in between university kind of thing. Okay. And um, I was studying just this basic art and design class that I wasn't even so interested in. I just was... Using it as a little bit of, I think, like uh, in between. And then I uh, heard they were coming and I wanted to meet up with them and uh, in Europe and do a trip. So I convinced my mom and dad that if I was able to go on that trip, then I would come back and study it like another year at that college. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I went to Summer Clash. At first I met them in London and then I went home and packed my bags to go away for two months. And then I went to Berlin and met them there. We had Summer Clash and then from Summer Clash we went to uh, Denmark. To Copenhagen and then went to Roskilde for a week and then stayed in Copenhagen for I think an extra two weeks after that mm-hmm. and that was a long time in Copenhagen lots of good memories there 
I think that was the start of my sort of uh, relationship to Copenhagen because so many good memories were had there, had, yeah. had there then that I kind of it's I can't taint that place it's just held forever kind of golden for me you know yeah. it's like um, and then we went from Copenhagen to Amsterdam Amsterdam to Paris and Paris to Lyon and that was the route of the trip and it sat like the trip kind of came to a close in Lyon because of the incident accident that happened with Seba. With Seba, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was two months of my life when I was 16. That was uh, really, two months really, of traveling, skating. Wow. Yeah, when I was 16 too. Yeah, and it was pretty intense because obviously I'm 16 and I'm with these these guys that I admire and had like watched their skating for a long time, and they became very close friends, you know, and and had some shared some really not just good times but very hard times too just through what happened on the Seba, trip yeah. and Seba and there was also some other incidents yeah. that obviously we had to Rascaled and yeah stuff. and we had to kind of go through those mm-hmm. so it was really yeah I still that's such a point of reference in me for my understanding of things sometimes that trip is a, like I, I base a lot of my perspective sometimes on th- experiences like those trips you know like yeah of course they they give you different insights to the way of things yeah the world yeah totally <laughs> yeah like those trips change you yeah it's just especially like, when you're so young yeah and i was so young and so i guess open to to the to receive what was going on you know yeah and the new experiences and just very excited and uh had a lot of creative energy to use on the the trip you know mm-hmm. lots of skating which is perfect i mean uh, don't uh yeah amazing so, so this one coming up is like your first like big one since then. I, I guess that's like my first trip for that period of time since then, focused on uh, a crew because yeah. I, I went to Spain for a month and stayed in Barcelona in two thousand and fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, later, like September, and we stayed with Mark, but that was that wasn't really with such a focus of filming a part or anything. Yeah. I was just there, and we if Hang we filmed, out. we filmed, yeah. and if we didn't, we didn't. And it's I was awesome. just there. But this one, yeah, coming up on the on the twenty third of November, I'm going to uh, Cusco in Peru. Oh, and, nice! And we're gonna—it's a trip that kind of uh, Bina has a, uh, arranged mm-hmm. and uh, asked me on the trip. And uh, there's a few others going to be coming, um, Mark and those guys. And uh, we're going to go from Cusco to Machu Picchu, which is crossing through a, a area called Sacred Valley. Mm-hmm. And I think it's about sixty kilometers long. But we're going to take like a week and a bit to do it, and. Uh, yeah, that's gonna. We're gonna film and uh, hopefully have some a product or a, a video to show you on the other that's side. That's gonna be it. sick. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. That's gonna be super interesting. I've never been to to South America, mm-hmm. and um, it's gonna be a different. Peru's experience. been on my <laughs> list, you know, and it does, that ne- that wasn't necessarily on my list as a place to go skating, but sh- yeah. those things match. I wouldn't think totally. about skating going to like from Cusco to Machu Picchu. No, I mean, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, also, that seem like skating like skate yeah. yeah, but that's the thing as well. I think most of the skating is probably going to be taking place in Cusco because that is a big. That's city. the biggest city, yeah. you know, in that area. And then we'll just, uh, there'll be some documentation going on from the travel we take to Machu Picchu. Right. But yeah, that's, that's going to be, be an epic trip. Three weeks of skating and being with some people that I'm happy to spend my time with. Right. So. Who's all going? Um, Bina. I can't confirm everybody because I think mm-hmm. there's still some changes going on with the who's coming and who's not. But Bina and me and Mark Moreno and Minero and Teles. Uh, all guys from the Ballas crew. Yeah. And um yeah, the other the other uh people coming yet I don't think are exactly confirmed. So mm. that's yeah. awesome though. It's gonna be like six of us, I guess. Hopefully. Dang how long? For three weeks. Three weeks, dang. We're not so all sick. gonna be there the whole time, I don't think, together, but me and Bina are gonna be there definitely the whole three weeks, I think. So 
That's awesome. Nice. And maybe they'll stay longer than me because I mean I, I'm going. I've got my flight home on the 13th of December to Copenhagen, and then it'll it'll be Christmas shortly after that. So I'll probably be going home to Scotland. Back to for Scotland. That. I'm jelly. I want to do that. I was thinking about going to Peru in November too, because my dad's going back to visit family. Because my dad's from Lima. Oh wow! And he was going in Your dad's November. That's yeah, cool. yeah. So I was, he was going back in November, and I was like, maybe it'd be a good time to go, so I could like spend a few days with the family, then do whatever mm-hmm. afterwards. But I didn't never really thought about it after he told me that he was going. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for that. Yeah, I want to talk to Peru. Yeah, I want to talk to B, and I want to see if I can pop on for like the Cusco part, maybe five days. Pop on. Yeah, you could be the, the special guest. Yeah, yeah, I want to pop, pop on too. Then appear like a. You know what I mean, I want to pop on. Shout too. out Bina, about to hit you hello, up. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that he's still skating too. I haven't seen anything about Bina in a while. I haven't heard about Bina in a while. No, he's uh, he's tucked away, but he's, yeah, he's, he's tucked he's, away. He's uh, he's he's, he's always preparing. yeah, he's always preparing. Yeah, he's he's always ready, manifesting. He's always manifesting. That's true. Well, I think right now it would be a good time to get into some of our guest questions. Yeah. Okay, the guest questions. I'm sure you've seen yeah. them anyway because they're all on this, Facebook, uh, whatever. This wheel scene question, we're not going to ask the first bit. Okay, yeah, I put it on because, just in case. Because we've, uh, we've had a talk. <laughs> we'll, 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 okay, we'll skip that yeah, one. Yeah, so we're, we could ask the second bit of it, you know. Okay. Or, but shout out wheel scene. But That's wheel Dave, scene. right? Is that Dave? Dave? Yeah, yeah, Dave, exactly. Okay. Shout out Dave. Hello, Dave. Okay, so uh, do you want to? Yeah. Wanna start so Dave start? asked, "What what are the best and worst things about living in Copenhagen?" Um. So I'll get the worst out of the way first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's um. So it's not the worst, but it's just not the best. But <laughs> but uh, the you're, housing. You're, you're a positive guy. You're yeah, like but, yeah, but the housing situation isn't the greatest because you know I've lived there now for just over a year, and I'm already done with my third apartment. Because I'm only being able to find sublets that are coming up while somebody's working away or traveling or a room just comes up for somebody else moving out, you know. But Mm -hmm. it's not been for uh, long enough periods for me to be able to settle. So, you know, there's often like I'm here for the longest I've managed to get is six months out of an apartment. Mm -hmm. And that was my first one. And, you know, it's like I still have unpacked boxes usually because Uh, it's like, you know, there's you can't really fully move in, especially when it's not all your place. Yeah. Because sometimes you're given a room that isn't big enough to display all your stuff or have all your stuff right, there. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of... It keeps you on your toes and it keeps you, like, uh, always looking for a new a new uh, solution and stuff. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you want nothing more than to just rest and settle into it and have something a bit more right. sustainable where you can create a bit more of a, a routine and get to familiar with the space and, a, you know, and feel like you're... Okay, this settled. Is, yeah, yeah, and just also it's easier to make plans for what's coming when you feel that the the place you're in in the moment is like a, a good base, a good ground, you know? Right. But when I don't know what's happening on ground level, it kind of uh, shakes everything else up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that can that. definitely create some chaos in, in the way of like uh, how I spend my energy and just like, you know, yeah, it takes a lot of energy when you have to move and get all that stuff coordinated. And right now I don't have a place to move back to when I go to Copenhagen. <laughs> so I'm, while I'm here, I'm trying to sort that out. Yeah. Um, and my stuff's in storage right now, just a self-storage place, just while yeah. I find a way to, yeah, fix that situation. Damn, yeah. No, that could be frustrating. But it's all well. I mean, it's it's part of the price you pay for living in a big city. Sometimes right. it's not easy to find housing um, situations because there's more people so lo- there's more people looking for places than there is people managing to find places sometimes right. yeah. and uh, there's a lot of people doing renting with Airbnb and so a lot of places are taken from those kind of rental situations you know mm-hmm. and there's huge waiting lists in Copenhagen and there's a big out, like uh, outcry for people wanting places to live and stuff right but on the other hand the great thing about living in Copenhagen mm-hmm. which far uh, surpasses the, that little 
thing is that I'm with, like I mentioned already, that the sort of uh, group of people I'm surrounded by that mm-hmm. I'm really grateful to be able to call friends and stuff like that, yeah. you know, and the Copenhagen as a city, I'm very just like attracted to Copenhagen, you know, it's got like a, I love the aesthetic and the architecture and the way that the city flows. It is a really beautiful city. Yeah. yeah and it's just got Everyone's this. Everyone's on bikes It's too. got a very yeah. sort of like a logical setting, like everything's in block, it's not circular, so everything's in kind of like a straight grids. Yeah. So you can really, I feel like you really can get, uh, form a personal relationship with that city because cities like New York, not to say there isn't a personal touch, but it's really overwhelming you know it's a it's a totally it's such a mass group of people and it's hard to feel like you're can ever become a local for example like you can go into yeah. a place one day and you come back the next day and they've they've forgotten you you know they, mm. there's, yeah. been, there's been too many people through the door you're like oh i was here yesterday and they're like yeah like everybody else you know okay it's yeah. not like a. but in copenhagen i feel you can really create those like yeah just kind of uh ground level communications with people that's nice you know yeah i like that and uh it's you can't avoid people. You always bump into people on the street. You're cycling in the bike lanes. I love that way of transportation. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I like that too. And it's safe. It's not like you know cycling can be get pretty uh, nutty, but it's, it's yeah. safe in Copenhagen. And you, yeah, I just I, I like the the pace of how how it goes there and the this, the free time you have for focusing on some of your own stuff that outside of working and uh, other small things. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Copenhagen is like a big city, but it has a lot of like small town. Yeah, it's it. like it's like the it's like a big it's a it's just a, a village in the sense of the communication. Like when, when you bump into people in the street, you feel like you're living in a in a small town. You know, you're just uh, right. always bumping into people. But a city in the sense of all the people it draws there and the diversity of people and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and for skating for me, I mean, I come from a small town in Scotland, so anything's bigger than that. You know, it's like yeah. for me, it's a still a big city in in the sense that I I get everything I need there. I don't feel like I'm missing out on yeah. anything. You know, it's. I feel like everything's supplied like because the thing for me is I'm happy to be in small towns but it's when it doesn't really offer the skating thing then I get a little bit anxious like a little bit uh, of course restless mm-hmm. because although I love my life when I'm not skating when skating is involved in my everyday life there it just adds another element that I can't get from anything else you know it's mm-hmm. just totally. like a, yeah so it's it's good to be able to have that balance it's awesome and in the summer when you can swim and the, the weather we had this summer was it's super hot re- right record <laughs> levels like yeah. we had the water was 25 degrees celsius what yeah yeah so that's fucking that's crazy yeah it's like um unheard of 33 degrees you know uh-huh. like yeah, the, yeah the, those sort of uh temperatures are just not seen very often yeah. especially because the win- the summer before was quite rainy mm-hmm. so the amount of people you would see out in the down by the water and stuff like that it was like you were in a spanish resort town and everybody out having beers at all times of the day and that's awesome yeah it was Allows you to be quite spontaneous because you're like, oh, fit, uh, fit in a quick swim before I go here. Yeah. It's crazy. There's, I, I found like there was a skate park next to like right a place yeah. where you swim, whatever. Yeah, I was like, that's so sick. You red, skate the red, jump the red skate park. It's, it's like a tiny just a quarter park. Uh, I would and, uh, love that. Yeah, it's awesome. It's called Eastlandsburger. You go it's, there? Yeah, it's fun. I mean, so we fun. don't go there so often, but I know David particularly likes to oh, skate he? there he wants to make an edit there actually i found that right after like we left we should pressure him to make the edit we should get him to yo that place is sick yeah it's really fun and in the summer like you say there's the option to have a skate and then yeah there's the you can swim right there with yeah, like the diving yeah we actually too. did that one night we were skating there and we did a few beers and we decided to go dive off mm-hmm. me and david were like i was so scared to dive off it but we're like okay we'll do it <laughs> at the same time. we'll do it at the same time so we're like okay one two three and we both dived off and the adrenaline was uh 
pretty good. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Yo, the skate park is just a super long quarter pipe, su- like yeah, super long. Coping, yes. The coping it, is really dug into the quarter. Oh, I, so it's I didn't like, really notice that. It looks like perfection, but when you start to skate it, you uh, realize that it's actually like the sort of coping uh, you can get caught on the concrete yeah, the behind concrete. it. Ah. It's kind of oh, see, I didn't notice ragged. that. It's but it looked like... It was that's just, how everything in skating is like it's almost perfect. perfect. It's yeah. pic- like, picture, one thing yeah. picture perfect, but yeah. picture perfect doesn't necessarily mean it's uh, practice so, yeah. perfect. Uh, <laughs> but I know why David loves that park. It's just big quarter pipe and then it just drops into like one ledge and I also like, like the, and that's it dang. but it's it's just, it's, so, it's just I also perfect, like the look though. of it, it looks perfect, it's anyway. all one color you know that basketball court red you know yeah. that kind of like uh, it gets on your wheels you know if you have uh, yeah, yeah. it like leaves your wheels yeah. stained kind of I like that it's kind of fun because like the way you cover around on it it's, it grips harder mm-hmm. yeah it's good yeah. Mm-hmm. good shit well thanks for that question Dave from Wheel Scene shout out Scotland shout out Scotland <laughs> All right, uh, we got a question from Pietro. Yeah, that was a good one. I was going to hi Pietro. And uh, shout out Pietro. Sorry, I'm not able to come on. A, Pietro asked me if I wanted to go on a trip with the Flabby Muscles guys from Italy in October, but I can't Flabby make Muscles? It. Yeah, do you not know the Flabby Muscles? No. It's uh, Matteo. That's some and, name. Yeah, you should uh, <laughs> check it out. Good videos. Good crew. But yeah, I was supposed to go on a trip with them in October, but can't make it, so. Mm, that's sad. Yeah. But shout out Pietro. Shout out Pietro. And, this, <laughs> and he said... Uh, you're into spirituality. Is blading and the experience uh, related together? Mm, like, is there a connection? Connection. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, I guess definitely skating is related to the sort of more essential things, I think. Like, in the sense of, like, what you work with when you're skating is, like, very much your limits and your psychological strengths and your, you know, your connection to yourself and your mm-hmm. your attention and your awareness of how to use your creativity and like working with the environments that you're you're given just mm-hmm. as they are and yeah. you, you bring in your own thing to that you know and um the experiences that you can have through skating personally individually just for yourself but then also we it's a very very much an individual thing in the sense of what you're bringing you know you're bringing your own creativity yeah but at the same time that's changed so much through the groups you find yourself in because it's it's at once like individual but it's also a group thing in the sense that we all bring our own individual thing to the group so then there's so much creative diversity going on in skating you know that we can all go to the same rail and there's five people and that's five different approaches instantly you know that's the same trick of course there's that whole question of style coming from within and the whole Mm -hmm. thing like you know that the uh the five people can do a back rail and it's not the same trick you know it's like exactly so I, i think there's that that sort of um there's definitely a spirit to skiing, if that's what he means. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess there's a, I think it involves your heart and your, it's what you love. So it's like something that you uh, miss when you're not doing it and you feel you, you'll miss if you ever can't do it. Or, you know, it's like, a, it's, it's stored deep inside you. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Skating is up there with the most important things in my life. Definitely. You know, it's like, it's a good teacher. <laughs> yeah, it totally. Is, definitely. A great teacher. It's uh yeah, and it's also where my my best reference, I guess, my best my best um it's where I conduct my experiments, you know, it's like where I get my answers, like my results or something, you know, it's right. It's like um yeah. It's just when you do something for so many years and you go through so many life changes. I mean I'm young still in comparison to other people who skate, mm-hmm. but when you go through so many shifts in your life, because you know whether you skate or not, you're changing through life. Mm-hmm. But skating is a good way to kind of um, frame that and hold it and think about that because you can re- relate the changes that have happened to you to things that have gone on through skating. You know, it's 
you know, what you see that at that point I was doing that kind of skating. And at this point I'm doing this kind of skating. Mm-hmm. And you can see why that's changed, you know, like why, why I've began to skate this way or that way. You totally. Know, changes with yourself that reflect in your skating. And like, mm-hmm. and like we were talking about earlier, like it, it ties into the memory because there's like a significant emotion there. Yeah. yeah. So that like specific period in time, like... Are moments is, when you feel that you've, you've been at your highest level or whatever you want to call that, you know? Moments where you feel you've like touched the, the greatest point of your abilities or something like right. that. And you shared that with people close to you, you know, and th- they've seen that and they, you felt it one way, but they, they witnessed you going through that yourself, you know? And I think that's amazing. Like learning to, you know, do, there's, you could use an example, like learning to do a handrail for the first time. And, you know, you can remember the atmosphere of what it was like. Everyone was juicing you on and they've all done handrails. For them, it's just become an everyday thing. Yeah. But for you, you've not passed that hurdle yet. So they're like helping you show you that, come on, you can get there. And yeah, then when yeah. you get it, you remember that like uh, that feeling of like sharing, oh, yeah. sharing the progression together. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's uh, and that being pushed and then the fear yeah. and then overcoming that and like accomplishing. Yeah, it's definitely it's such a, a good that, thing. That, like uh, psychologically, yeah. it's definitely yeah. a scaling a thing about scaling up and weighing up and learning to trust the trust your abilities like trust what you tr- trust what you've come in contact with like like trust that you've come into skating because you can push yourself and stuff like that you know don't get held back on the worry of like okay i could fall but yeah you, yeah you could fall but there's also the chance that you could not fall yeah. you know and there's there's that, that element kind of, there like makes it good yeah that's it it that great. kind of yeah. little unknown point where you're you're choosing to trust what you don't know sometimes more than what you do you know because you know just because it's gone one way in the past it doesn't mean it's going to go that way going on mm-hmm. so sometimes you just because you've bailed doing that before it doesn't mean you can't do it this you know it's mm-hmm. like yeah there's lots of things at play with skating and those and you could take those lessons and apply it everywhere yeah and it doesn't always have to be about the you know the greatest most courageous trick you don't always have to imply all your willpower to skate you can also totally. skate in a very casual and playful way you know skating i think is what also is just about what you want it to be it's not mm-hmm. There's no one set definition I'm trying to stick to with skating and it's just saying about what it is for me and what it can be for anyone else, you know, yeah. but it's, I like skating of all, all kinds really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like just, if that's the way somebody feels comfortable on their skates, then I'm happy to watch it, you know, because yeah, it's, yeah. totally. Yeah. And at the end of it, it's all about fun and expression. Yeah, and I think it just shows you the more, the, 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 it sets you some good values of just like, I don't know, the, the kind of loving values of friendship and family and kind of uh, community and stuff like that. You know, they're, values very closely associated to like our, our feelings of love and stuff like that you know so totally i think that's you can find that in uh skating a lot yeah, you know totally like it's something who when somebody doesn't skate when they're brought into the skating community maybe whether it be a friend or a girlfriend or, then they they get to witness that w- witness that did you actually not make an article on that what thinking, do you mean was there not some article made about the blade community was it that was was that you oh Maybe she, she she made that and I shared it then. Yeah, anyway, yeah, that one. But it's just, <laughs> like, just showing you that when you you realize how like uh, open skaters are to bringing people into their homes. Oh or, yeah, yeah, not, yeah, exactly. I thought that, that was because like, that's like an outsider eye. My wife made that because it was like an outsider eye seeing yeah, I like what we could do and everything all together as a community. Yeah, and that shocked her so much. Yeah, well, me and my girlfriend went traveling last uh, summer to Interrail through Europe. Mm-hmm. and uh you know we stayed at so many skaters houses or even if it wasn't skaters it's people i know through skating one right. way or another mm. and uh just to show that where we turned up in this town and we could go on to facebook and i could just write do i know somebody here yeah and i don't even know if i know somebody there mm-hmm. but there's somebody who's connected to somebody, to somebody who can, there. Who can yeah. get you somewhere to stay mm. and it's kind of rare you know and it's a really amazing network yeah it's yeah. and it's very yeah you just 
you're brought in very it's very, very openly yeah, yeah it's, it's welcoming yeah it's very welcoming and you can kind of welcome yourself into it because you know it is that way you can just make that question hey do i have anywhere to stay here yeah mm-hmm. and you know that the door is open kind totally. of you know it's it's yeah it's special it's special, special for thing. sure yeah it's special it's a lot of love going on yeah <laughs> there's a lot of love going on well thanks us. for that amazing answer Th- well, and thanks what, for the what, question um yeah. so somewhat off that because i don't really know you too well what mm-hmm. what's your like this is our first time yeah meeting. i know it is pretty much with the headsets on <laughs> mic'd up straight to work straight to work <laughs> um well, so what, what is your like what's your involvement in all this spirituality because there was a lot of questions of people had or just mentioning your like spirituality i don't know of, i don't quite know what you me, don't know i mean, I, I mean no but <laughs> i don't quite know exactly what people are hint, like asking when they say that but i guess i don't know when i was a bit younger i was like really uh i guess uh presenting with it you know when i felt something i I just wanted to like share it with everyone suddenly on instagram like i really wanted this like uh whatever i was feeling to be expressed but you know i've learned also that you don't have to say everything that you feel and you know you but it's yeah i guess it's a hard it's a hard one to speak about because i mean in some way everybody has spirituality is just what life is it's i mean you're just not i don't like to call it spirituality because then it's very much grouped into this like thing which is like a product almost but it's like Yeah, but but I think like okay like, for example like you're very like expressive person, mm. you know like I feel you're sharing like deep thoughts. It seems like you're a deep thinker. Mm. What do you think sparked that? Is it like you know, the connection with play, or is it like yeah, I your think, family I think, or your I guess baby? my I wasn't bought, brought up with any particular religious belief. I wasn't like christened or anything, mm-hmm. and I wasn't like a married in wet in wedlock or anything you know i was just uh, no sorry i wasn't uh conceived in wedlock yeah. i just i'm just uh you were born a free yeah i wasn't yeah. and uh and my mom and dad weren't exactly pressing for any one idea or another so i had a lot of chance i think when i was younger just to have my own ideas yeah whether i even realized it or not i think like you come to notice these things when you're older mm-hmm. but with when you're not realizing it when you're very young you're actually forming beliefs in yourself without realizing it hmm. you know when you're five six seven eight you know that when you come to start become and when you start to develop a sort of self-conscience and a, an awareness and uh, you start to come in contact with different experiences like uh, of growing older, like your sexuality, just all different things, right. you know, then, you, then you come to meet yourself. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that makes actually a lot of sense. Like, uh, and I just, yeah, skating is definitely one of my biggest bases for, for working with the elements of yourself. You know, it's like you really have to bring everything into into yeah. action and stuff mm-hmm. like yeah. that and just i don't know i, just and I think the also like if I, without sorry for cutting you but i think like part of that thing in skating is not just the skating but it's like the connection you have with the people like who are such open people mm-hmm. and then you're being influenced by these yeah and i just I, I hung out with like i didn't have much like uh i have sc- friends from school you know there there's a handful of friends from school that i although we don't maybe hang out so much anymore i very much regard as like people who shaped my life to, and i'm sure yeah. we had some co you know connection and being able to shape each other's lives yeah but most of my time growing up was spent with older people who were talking about different things that didn't relate to what i was necessarily experiencing in my life but i was hearing of them through them you know Mm -hmm. i was through skating you see things that you don't necessarily see as a as a kid if you were hanging out with a group of friends your own age you know you're right you're hanging out with people who are doing things you've never seen people do like that doesn't only mean on the skates but also off the skates Mm -hmm. you know there's you know, people are smoking, people are doing this, this and that. And you just, you just come to accept these things in different ways, you know? So mm-hmm. I think there's an element of maturing that can happen just by being exposed to things you're not 
usually aware of, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> you seem very mature for someone who's 21. <laughs> I guess there's not, also just... You're not walking there's stumbling also just, drunk. And there's like, also oh, just experiences right. that I've, I've encountered in my own, in my life and with friends that uh, I can never, I can, you know, there's just experiences I've had that I've, I guess, developed my way I see things, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you hang around a lot of older people too, you already soaking in their experiences right. and, and you know my mom and dad took me to a lot of places when i was younger i've been fortunate to be able to like travel around you know mm-hmm. and that also helps yeah see see new places and i'm also i don't i don't have brothers and sisters i'm, I'm an only child mm-hmm. um so i think then my friends and those other people close to me kind of take the place of what a brother or a sister or something totally. would be so you know your friends even though you're they're not directly maybe your bloodline they they end up uh being like having the yeah. f- having the sort of relations that you would have with closer family members yeah. and stuff so i a lot of my conversations when i have to speak about things that i'm going through don't happen with family members even sometimes although i have no like uh hesitance to speak to them mm. a lot of i've spoke a lot to older bladers and they have different perspectives than maybe friends yeah. my own age would you know of course so i was like uh offered maybe advice that was uh different than i would be getting from people at school, for example, right. or something, you know, I don't, I don't know, not that I was maybe even taking the advice, but at least I was hearing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's yeah. also something that opens, skating in general opens up to, it's hard. And age is such a strange thing to put your finger on, because I mean, there can be children you meet at certain ages and you're like, wow, how do you have, how are you so intelligent for your age? Totally. Or you can meet people who are much older and you think, how have you not got past that way of thinking? Right, like, you know, no, so, totally. So age becomes such a relative thing and it's hard to to define what uh, you should what you should be doing for a certain age because we put these markers on by this time you should be this by this time you should be that yeah okay 30 then you should be doing this and then there's these sort of like stages of development we place importance on you know right but uh some people it takes longer than others to do certain things and you have to just go your own pace and work through what you the way you need to do it in your yeah. own time you know and some people get there to certain places quicker than others and some people take longer at that thing and slower at other things. Exactly. Know? There's so many different... Like, so maybe you, maybe some people develop in one way, but in another sense, they're very... Not behind, but they feel uh, like it takes a little bit more effort to get to that place, you know? Totally. Some people are naturally drift and are attracted to certain uh, ways of thinking, certain ways of acting and certain ways of communicating, like, a, yeah expressing themselves mm-hmm. and some people are more inclined to a mathematical sort of linear following a sort of totally. dis- a discourse following because i'm somebody who's never really followed like a i don't know like a a disciplined way in a, in a sense you know i'm i'm pretty chaotic in my thinking and i'm pretty like uh i don't know i don't necessarily you don't follow like a structure if, if it's not it's just like i don't feel that way with myself but when i sometimes go to present my thoughts to like my dad I realize that he doesn't understand sometimes where, <laughs> my, where my thinking patterns are coming from, mm-hmm. you know? So I realized that, yeah, and I, I've never been, I tried everything when I was younger. Like I tried football, rugby, I tried all the different sports and I, they never stuck with me. You know, I just would lose interest very quick. And I mean, I supposedly uh, have ADHD, so mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> me too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, uh, um, I guess maybe that plays an element in it. But um, things like skating and things like the more, like I have no problem being uh, alone in my thoughts and exploring my mind in a way. You know? That's good that <laughs> you can explore it because a lot of people get stuck in certain ways of thinking. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people it's, are it's, also, it's hard to break that. People are also or, very much, I think sometimes feared of what their own 
mind of what their own can hold you know they're mm-hmm. they're scared to totally. meet what's in there kind of you know that's understandable too because, uh, yeah, because some, it's a it's it can a be scary it's a scary place sometimes have you, you know? ever done the deprivation tank you did that right it can be done no I've not you didn't done do it no have you ever done that i've actually tank? the sensory deprivation tank no i've had i've wanted to experience that and i used to watch some documentaries mm-hmm. on it but i haven't i guess yeah yeah, but I want to check that out too. My my roommates, my old roommates. Yeah. I actually think that's a th- big thing about skating too. It very much involves your senses, like you know your, the noises, the, you yeah. know the. It's also the connection of body and mind, mm-hmm. and so also like, it's like multi-sensory. It's not just like you're not using one sense. You're using like, I think you have to bring all your senses together in skating because like you know you have your overall sense of what's going on, mm-hmm. but that's like there's different components to that. You know you're yeah like, yeah, because it's weird for me like some when you're saying for example that trick's crazy and to you for example that could that could feel easy that, like right. something crazy could feel kind of easy mm-hmm. but then when somebody does something that they say is easy you could find it crazy right so it's really just about your sense of what you're doing mm-hmm. because for some reason the logic doesn't apply that if you can back savannah one rail you can back savannah another one although mm-hmm. that's the way you'd like it to like to think it right it's like for some reason you find this drop rail less scary than like a p-rail at the skate park depending on what trick you're doing right mm-hmm. so it's just a, it's it very momentary the day yeah, yeah the momentary yeah energy. your perspective shifts because if i've not for right now for example i've not skated for a month and we're going to skate i guess in the coming week mm-hmm. and you know there can be strange shifts because when you're skating every day i actually sometimes think you can be more hesitant than when you've not skated in a month and you mm-hmm. come back with all this energy and you're ready to do something you wouldn't do if you were skating every day yeah you, know, it's, you also have to take it easy but totally yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. We've gone damn I pretty far on that question. So far, I yeah, think that's good. That's good. That's I don't weird. even know if I answered the question. I, don't <laughs> no, even, I think I, I don't remember what the question was. Never yeah, that was awesome. Face. I think that's yeah. the point. I'm just uh, exactly, exactly, definitely the point. No, that that was great. That was awesome. Learning a lot about you right now yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna move on to. Is there any water here? Yeah, right here. Do you mind if I have a little little cup? A spot I've got over. a parched uh, parched palate. Go for it. Okay, You're sweating it all out too. Yeah, true. <laughs> Maybe I should have been collecting it in a cup. I'm getting hot here right next to the windows, like the sun's on me and shit. Here we go. Thank you very much. Um, I think Blading Camp has a pretty good question. Go for it. Okay. It's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Roskilde memory? And it's Blading Shout Camp, out Josh Bowicki. Yeah. Shout out Josh. So what's, repeat the question, sorry. What, what is your Roskilde? favorite Roskilde memory? <clears throat> it's probably tough to How say. many have you been to? That was my... So 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. That was my fifth <laughs> that was my fifth one I just went to right there. You in a, went going to your 14? No, sorry, 2014. Oh. Yeah, I was just counting the, I was counting <laughs> okay. the years there. Oh, okay. So um yeah, I um I first went when I was 16 and that's when I actually met Bill and we mm-hmm. actually shared a tent together. Yep. Because uh Okay, so here's here's an element where I'm not so mature and not able to cr- create my patience. Uh I was just trying to put on my tent that I just bought. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't handle it in the stress of the moment, so I threw the tent away and asked Bill if I could stay in the tent with him. <laughs> and and, like, like and <laughs> Bill, Bill had this like I don't know eight person tent or yeah, something ridiculous, tent. and it was yeah. just me and him like, like opposite ends of it. Yeah. So like we had this big floor space in between, yeah. and you could stand up to put on your clothes and stuff. It was pretty funny. <laughs> and like people go hang out at people's tents here. Yeah, and, and so we yeah. had a little like uh, yeah, a little teepee hangout. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've met so many people through Roskilde. Like had so many amazing memories, musical moments, like really really incredible some of the best best concerts i've ever been to have mm-hmm. been there and so much i don't know you tell me today on the way over here you saw neil young play for three hours there exactly neil three, young. Hours. Yeah, three hours yeah, he <laughs> just kept on playing and uh rolling stones and you were there, for, there for that the stones, and yeah. paul mccartney oh, yeah. and just yeah. 
that's the sort of bigger artists who've played, but just also so many amazing little concerts held in small, a small venue called Glory. I spend a lot of my time there because there's a lot of world music and Ross Guild has got a good connection with like some African artists who come and play and uh, just mm-hmm. had some phenomenal like experiences there. Very pure like memories. Yeah. Like, they, they, don't, they never get tainted, you know, they're very strong memories. And uh, in the long run, though, I guess I could say my my best Ross Gilda moment is meeting my girlfriend because that's oh, yeah, that's you, you know totally that's extended mm-hmm. outside of Ross Gilda very yeah. far. You know, and, um, yeah, there's so many people I've met there that I'm no longer in contact with, and there's many people there that's very much I'm in contact with on a daily basis. You mm-hmm. know, and people that I already knew, I've deepened the connections with and got closer. And yeah, it's not taken away any of my connections you know it's, yeah. it's only in, enforced and enriched like things that were already there and it's led you to move to where you live now yeah exactly yeah. and yeah. actually it's, it's funny literally changed your life yeah, yeah <laughs> it's really changed my life for yeah for real and i think i can say i'm not the only one that can say that i know a mm. lot of people who've met their girlfriends oh, yeah. at ross gilda well, even in the skating david community. right exactly yeah, yeah. i actually Gilda. seen david meet sophie i seen oh, did you? Ross, <laughs> ross gilda's probably brought so many people together ross gilda's like a real life <laughs> tinder actually there's the joke yeah there's the, there's <laughs> like the joke that it's like a it's like over a hundred thousand people go yeah hundred and fifty thousand bound to bound to get a match Dude, that's with massive. the that's the, with the volunteers because they got a huge volunteer reach there as well but it's like a little it's it's like it's a city i didn't know that you went it's massive yeah it's a city it's 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 bigger than the town i live in by like a hundred times it's huge you know it's massive. yeah it's massive um it takes like a year to clean it yeah it's, it's crazy yeah. so by the time like all right we're done cleaning Party all right let's again. start the new one yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but we, it's a i think it's a mass uh a mass reproduction zone they, they, it's like a factory they make for a week because they want to they want to um get Jane uh, Danes breeding with uh, other races so they get people to come and they uh, what the hell <laughs> nah I'm just joking <laughs> that's part of it. they want Danes to take over yeah, and get in the conspiracy that involved, shit got real it. deep yes. real quick <laughs> uh, well that's what's happening right I that's guess so right? it's a genetic mixing pool that's what it is yeah. 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 yeah yeah they're just getting the broth ready they're in there <laughs> the cauldron yeah the witch's cauldron <laughs> getting the Leon Humphreys <clears throat> shout out Leon shout out Leon uh, Leon London he says bank he says the oh. earphones are very good by the way just yeah there you go <laughs> you can hear all the sirens and shit going on in the background too sometimes check, check, check. <laughs> uh leon writes dom likes to write at times his instagram posts seem to be romanticized expressions of moments landscapes or experiences it seems dom seeks meaning through his literary his literary skills and is eager to share could he say something about this how does his expression on his skates develop meaning in his life could he talk about spontaneity and visualization Hmm. that's a good question yeah that is where do i begin he got deep with that where do i begin yeah leon's a very good thinker too i like to read leon's uh i like to i'm always uh have time for leon's perspective and reading a little insight into what he's thinking Mm -hmm. and what he's doing on his skates, you can tell, is also uh, a reflection of the way he thinks and the mm-hmm. you know his his lines that he does in the in the city and mm-hmm. stuff. You can see it; it's like a, him drawing out his yeah. mind onto the street a little bit. But um, so yeah, I like to express myself through words. I guess I like the I think the words are have power when or you know they they mm-hmm. have a they have a, the ability to touch people or like uh, not, even if they're not doing that and if you're not looking for that then they're just a way to express yourself in ways that you... Because, you know, although I feel like you can express so much on your skates, there's certain things that left unsaid when you skate and you you can use other ways to 
express those parts yeah, you know course. like yeah. you know it's you don't have to just stick to one medium you can also like uh find other ways to communicate yourself you know or enforce your message or feeling or something you mm-hmm. know um but yeah i like to accompany so fo- you like to link them I like together to, i like to accompany photos and stuff with some sort of uh uh, element of language or something you know something that kind of directs you to a certain way of thinking about the photo you know like because mm-hmm. of course any, everybody, everybody's going to take to it as they will but you can kind of almost shape the way they think about it by opening up a little window yeah. like a little yeah show them your perspective yeah yeah and with regards to my skating what the, can you read the skating part um, again just the bottom part of the uh, how does his expression on his skates develop meaning in his life? I guess we kind of almost covered yeah, that a little kinda. bit. But I mean, yeah, I can say it again. But skating is just, I think it's its a great source for me. It's just, its just it opens up a, a source for me to um, feel the, like, <laughs> I don't know, be in the more essential part of yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. It seems that you're just a very generally expressive person. You, you kind of, you kind of... I think the thing with skating is you don't need anything from the outside really. Once you've got the skates on your feet, you're drawing everything from within. And I think that's the the, the thing. You're not it's not so much you're not so much uh there's not so much consumption involved in it. You're more like uh producing something. Mm-hmm. It's not so much you you're taking something in and you're re-expressing that outward. You know, you're taking in the environment and you're you're digesting it or processing it through yourself. So, yeah. And he's, he also said, can you talk about... So I think it's just spon- a big mirror as well. Like, you know, your skating reflects, the architecture reflects the creativity of others. Because, mm-hmm. you know, your the creativity that somebody gives to a work of architecture or the city development or the city planning, I think skating raises a lot of questions about those things just because you hold up a lot of mirrors because you're, you're showing that this function is possible in this space. You know, like... Uh, why not, why do we not expand our meanings if it, like, of like what you can do in social spaces if it because somebody says hey don't skate that but if you can skate it then it's it's just a function that we don't acknowledge you know it's just like yeah. something that's possible that we don't necessarily always give the credit mm-hmm. you know it's uh, totally so I, I like that when also when architecture and like can be creative and when it's not meant to be yeah when it's yeah. not meant I, I love making things that aren't spots spots and I love making and for me, I of, often get more excited by not skating a spot that somebody can quite easily see as a spot, but almost the the the, the trick is the spot. Like there's there's only one thing possible on it, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like I, I kind of like those kind of spots. Yeah, and ones that aren't sessions, but just like there's a trick possible on it, and the trick is the spot, and then that's, that's done. It. So, yeah, you know, it's like I kind of like awesome. that. Yeah. So, and uh, just his last thing. I think skating is just good problem solving. You're just posing situations for yourself that you have to work totally. around like yeah, yeah, yeah. rubik's cube style thing right. you know, you're, yeah you're, what can i do with this spot? yeah you're opening up sign of kind of an equation and you have to work through it and see okay maybe at first you start soling the rail and then you realize you don't want to do that you want to actually turn 90 degrees and end up on the wall and you know right so you you start to adjust and sometimes maybe i i have high aspirations and i want to do this on rail mm. but then i realize okay i don't think that's going to be possible but then i i find a, d- another idea develop out of that that i like even more yeah, yeah. maybe i like it even more because it's sk- less scary but listen who knows <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe it's because it's uh it fits more to the spot though maybe sometimes yeah and, and i think that's where create creativity is maybe just a a way of uh yeah opening up your options i think and just uh not saying that it has to be this one thing you know it's yeah i love i love uh i love skating without uh ideas about how it should be done i think i think Mm -hmm. that's nice as well although i think it's good to have a fun i also am 
I also agree and believe that it's good to have like uh, some bones to hang it on. You know, there's like some some foundation. You know, yeah. like a, th- there is a certain a good way a trick can be done. There is yeah. a, there is an original. Oh, yeah. There is a classic way a trick can be done. There is some unwritten way of landing a unity. There is some like mm-hmm. there is some way of sitting in a back crowd that makes it particularly right. the trick. But mm-hmm. I also like to really work with those see how stretchy and elastic Explore. those ideas are yeah, yeah. And see how much you can stretch those before they start getting into the weirder and less attractive ways like right. how far you can stretch the sort of authentic ideas about skating and stuff like that and that's a really good perspective yeah that's the beauty of our sport all together it's not just shooting a ball on a hoop no no and it's, you know you shoot a ball on the hoop that's it yeah and it's, it's just like, it's there's there's never one way for it to be done you know right. like um you've so you learn to skate the rail down so you start going up and you you know there's yeah, yeah. always a you spin one and way you, you stole spin the, the stairs, other way you yeah. jump on it or you, stare you iris, just the, the the sort of subtleties i think is where you start the, it's in the details you start to find the like the real the the sort of the small little subtle details that you can find right. in the skating, like why you reverted and you didn't. That's come what out it's the other all way. about. The I, things, I think yeah. it's the subtleties that tell you the way, because you know, I think good skating looks like it's effortless and just come out of nowhere. But actually, that skating that's effortless is the one that's been thought out the most without you realizing it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and people who look like they're effortless and it's coming from nowhere are actually the ones who spend nights thinking about skating. And, right. You know, totally. Because you're, you're. I feel like you can also skate when you're not skating, like you. Because you mm-hmm. know the mind state so well, you can tune into it at mm-hmm. any time. Totally. Grow, I, grow just by like thinking Like I can sit and look at a rail and I just, I know that if I came to that rail on my skates, then what the, I can tune into that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You can just, I think you can skate when you're not skating almost. Mm-hmm. You can just act because your memories are so strong from it and experiences are so strong. You can keep the momentum of your skating going when you're off the wheels. You know, it's like, yeah. yeah. It's a healthy way to look at it when you're physically not able to skate. So you yeah. say, I'm a skater in a month. Yeah, so you've been skating in your head this whole time. Yeah, it's <laughs> when, you're, when you're injured, you can kind of still uh, not feel locked out of doing it. Although yeah. it doesn't mean that the itch isn't there to go on the skates. Yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah. I think I heard that, like, that same reference from uh, Peter Chris from Kiss, the drummer. Mm. He was like, before I even had sticks, I was drumming in my head, like, yeah. in my hands. And just I was doing that too. And yeah. got the sticks. Oh, it's a good time kit. to also, when you're not skating, to... to um, to think about the way like to develop new yeah, ways of skating totally. and stuff like that to think okay i've got hurt maybe and was did i get hurt because of the way i was skating was mm-hmm. there maybe something i can change to mm-hmm. make my skating yeah this way or that way yeah, be thoughtful. <laughs> that, that's what i'm saying it's like the connection between like body and mind like you know i think there's a good balance as well between skating being very like not out of control but like kind of um wild mm-hmm. and it being refined into some sort of like uh just a balance you know the balance is good like letting yourself really be off the hook but also like uh being able to tone it down and just see the beauty in very simple safe blading you know Mm -hmm. like uh yeah so i guess you address this the last part of his question i tried to bring it up a couple times (laughs) (laughs) but just uh the last part is just like i guess you kind of address the spontaneity or uh being spontaneous or like visualization at a spot Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. so you're saying like you visualize and but you could also be spontaneous you explore both areas yeah i mean i love i love to i love to try uh get as many uses out of something as possible you know like just like yeah yeah so how, do you, purpose. so how do you feel about like skate park stuff too? Because skate parks are just like, skate parks are kind of built, especially these days, they're like very cookie cutter. Like this is this, this is how you yeah, do it, whatever and like that. Stuff. And like, so do you like, you challenge that idea? Like, I mean, we all kind of do, I guess, but like. But it's funny, I'm not even like skating to try challenge it. It's not like the message I'm trying to get through in skating. Like I'm mm-hmm. not trying to say, oh, you should challenge the, 
convention idea and do this. It's just that I think you should skate the way you feel is most yeah. fun and most uh, natural. Yeah, and gives the most reward to you. And that's just the way that I've found that's to it. be the most mm-hmm. enjoyable. It could and, be anything, yeah. And it could be that I was doing a top sub, but it just so happens that I've mm-hmm. found that it's very fun to do this. And it maybe went in a roundabout way because maybe when I first started doing that kind of skating, it was because I didn't want to do a different kind of skating. Mm-hmm. But now I can combine both and then it it, you know it's kind of tried to take the best out of both sides yeah because i love to try bring the best out of the old school skating and the best out of the new school skating try try find some some uh contingency between those and just try to get the neurons fired up you know and just try to get those connected Mm -hmm. totally but yeah that's awesome yeah (laughs) it's good you have a good like fresh perspective on skating too it's nice you can tell when you skate fresh milk it looks looks like you're having fun (laughs) (laughs) You could tell when you're skating too. It looks like you're having fun, like yeah, and, I mean, and, and and obviously you're very capable of doing all different kinds of things. And it, it, you're just uh, you have a big range of like what your skating could be, mm. and it looks really. Uh, I also think it's very important for like I like the feeling that I'm not skating this way because I can't skate that way. It's not no, a compromise. I, it's not, not a compromise. Yeah. It's because I choose to skate that way, yeah. and I also choose to skate that way. Exactly. It's not, it's not because of an inability. You choose this kind. It's no. because. Mm-hmm of a wish to skate that way exactly. you skate that yeah. way yeah and it's that's when i find it silly as well when some people uh, downplay some people's blading because they're trying to say they can't do another kind of skating or something you right know, you often see that yeah people make some sort of slanderous comment towards like a certain style of blading or something right. or a certain person mm-hmm. skating but you know you know if that's the way they find fit to express themselves then you should just let it be as it is like it's yeah. not about a comparison game like it's it's uh everyone's skating has a unique sort of uh part to it some more totally. than others some you really see or well some just connect to you more than others like it doesn't mean i just think you can really it, d- it doesn't really mean that some are more valuable than others it just means like one style can relate to i just think some, some have the whole package in it more like you you see in one person skating the whole of skating you know okay, like they, right they kind of the, saying. you know they like when you watch a certain skater you realize like ah they know they, they know cover it. all the they, aspects yeah, yeah. they just like they know the mm-hmm. they know what's going on like mm-hmm. they know the feeling like they mm-hmm. They've got their finger on the pulse. Like, they're really... Yeah. And sometimes you feel that, like, some blading is just a bit more, like, apprehensive or caught on some idea or something, you know. It's, right. Or holding itself back. Like, there's some sort of thing there that's not letting you turn this way and not that way, you know. Mm-hmm. That right. I like it when, yeah, you're not stopping to check yourself in the skate park and say, should I have reverted that? But you just did it because yeah. that's what felt yeah, right. Felt freedom. Right. Yeah, freedom. Skates, yeah. yeah, expressive freedom. I don't know. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Yeah, no, I get that. And there's so many different... It's a playground, like, yeah. space, you know? Yeah, like, there is. Like, there used to be one solid way of skating. Like, you skate, you grind, whatever, you jump the stairs, like, that's it. But now there's so many different kind of ways to do, you know, not just our kind of skating, not like, aggressive skating, mm-hmm. whatever, but there's the big wheels, there's people doing, like, the wizard stuff, whatever, like that. Yeah. And I like... It's cool seeing all those different avenues, whatever, but I like when people combine them all together into one. Totally. And that's like a, its own hybrid like it, style of skating. I like that a lot. I enjoy I th- that very much. A, a sort of um, perspective I started to like to think of skating in is instead of... Because, you know, tricks, they're defined things. Just like a word in the dictionary. They're, they have a sort of... You say back row and you know that... You, to us, we don't write it in a dictionary, but we, we think back row means this in some yes. way that mm-hmm. your backslide should be touching. There's some sort of yeah. definition that, although unwritten, is in place. Right. And I like to think of... Uh, you know, I think the, the most uh, opportunity for sort of developing our skating actually sometimes not in the tricks, but the things before and after the tricks. Because the tricks are tricks. But you know the, the 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 tricks are they kind of stand. You know people have invented them and they yeah. they're it's been called that and that's yeah. it. 
And there is some space to develop, make new tricks, but there's also ways to do tricks that have been done a hundred times in totally different ways. Totally. Right? And I think it can sometimes be more interesting to see somebody find a new way to do a topsail than it can be for somebody to invent a new trick. Totally. Because you're like, yeah. how did you use, you've, you've taken the most basic idea we have and made it something that's, uh, yeah. yeah, after all these years of that trick being done, you managed mm. to think of it in this way for some reason that hadn't been thought. Yeah, you know, that's just, awesome. Yeah, spinning out a certain way or this whole thing that kind of uh, came about with people when they landing, turning instantly, yeah. you know, yeah. like this kind of, Oh, yeah, I like that. That's you know, really it's cool, kind of yeah. like a swivel when you land. And yeah. It shows these, the control. Yeah, it just shows, like, different ways of going about the... Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah it's just, I'm in, interested in that. That's really cool. Huh? And reusing old old uh, ways of thinking, you know, I think using it as some soil to, you know, breaking it down and building it, like, up in the same mm-hmm. way. Yeah, you always got to be constantly, oh. constantly progressing, right? <laughs> and that's what, like the day we don't progress anymore is the day like our sport dies you know right you got to keep it going and there's always new ways to do it everyone's always finding new ways to progress yeah it's not just the same salt grind same whatever and it's all about like flavors too like you know more flavors is good the more flavors the better like you know like you were saying the wizard skating the the Mm. big wheel the small like whatever like freestyle whatever people decide to do and uh yeah it's 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 sad that like on occasion like you know certain bladers try to disparage other bladers Mm. for their style but it's um, I think a good rule of thumb in that department for each per- person well, is like should, is don't worry too much about what other people do. Like yeah. you could either you could take it or you could discard it. But you can also you take don't it have it. to send negative energy toward it. Mm. You like if you like it, cool, bring it in. If you don't, you, then let d- it you, be. D- you don't have to bother it. Yeah, just, set it free. Just, just let it be mm. and to to you leave, know, leave it to yeah, it. Yeah, like, your, leave it your to opinion itself. is cool. I'm sure to like people close in your lives, but like generally, it doesn't really matter. Mm. So just like. That don't you know i think that's also i think it's just i just think actually to be honest i think a lot of those perspectives come from people who have lost interest in their own blading a little bit so then try to yeah. they focus on rather than focus about focus on what they enjoy they focus on what they don't enjoy mm-hmm. and then you make blading this thing like always have a comment about uh when it used to be this or is going to be that or and oh. i i really am not that into the whole thing yeah. of like we need to change it for the future generations i'm like well just let it be what it it's is now. Okay, you know flow. what R- real quick because this is i think this is a good place to segue into our last question from mm-hmm. our guest what are your three top your three pet peeves in blading so i guess by, this is kevin dugard okay yeah, so this would pet be one peeves. i'm guessing right any ant right now because you're talking about <laughs> you, you no, okay so i'll yeah okay I, I didn't i never really think about that but anyway so what annoys me, I think, is particularly when people speak about, you know, uh, as if they're trying to guide this moral about the way blading should go for the future generations right. and stuff like that. Like and our I think generation just, did such a good And like job. presenting it to the outside community and making blading like presentable and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that idea. Yeah, that's it's all very well in print. But at the same time, like, why don't you just enjoy the community for what it is within itself? Like, you know, we, we know each other. We have a great relationship with other bladers around us all over the world. Blading has pretty much uploaded itself onto online. We have like this, so Facebook's like a blading platform. You know, yeah, you, totally. you can message anybody at any time. Something I find particularly like interesting about blading is that you're just like one step away from anyone in a way. Like totally. a, a young kid yeah. can just message a pro on Instagram and mm-hmm. he has a response in 10 minutes. You know, it's... Yeah. It's not like you have to write an email and it might be accepted by his clerk. And then, you know, it's right. like, it's, like <laughs> it's just straight to the, the person, direct communication, mm-hmm. open source. And I find that when you're, you're uh, trying to worry too much about the trajectory, trajectory of how it will go, then you're just trying to insert too many, 
trying to make just let it be yeah yeah exactly yeah. and i think skating is if it has a spirit then it just goes the way it is you know and it is what yeah. it is you know it's it's very much like a i relate it to being almost like the old um the sort of mar- not the martial arts but you know these disciplines of like zen and stuff like mm-hmm. that you know that it's yeah. kind of like a school in itself and it'll mm-hmm. it, it it has like a it kind of knows its own way you know like it, it'll it'll just develop as it is the people in it will i like that perspective you know? yeah, yeah. yeah don't try to control it just yeah or, no of course uh but you're not we're not like trying to be too much like a steward of skating and like keep it in check and stuff like that i mean for what i mean yeah. like what's what also who are we to do that mm-hmm. you know just let it be yeah and it's just i just find that it's there's uh they don't really mean what they say you know it's like saying that you mean it for the future generations but i mean like yeah but what is that really like what what practice or action are we putting into place to make that happen or, right eh, i don't know <laughs> okay so that's that's one of your do you have two other pet peeves of blading or mm, i know you're a really positive me, guy and this isn't a good question no, it's not about being positive or not i mean you can you can have I guess pet peeves can be positive ideas. pet peeves can be positive if you uh well there you go if you got to get yeah. it out <laughs> there you go yeah but um hmm Another thing that annoys me in skating. Hmm. <laughs> Ugly skates. No, I'm just <laughs> No, uh, I don't know. I What's don't... that Instagram account called? With all the ugly skates? Blade Room? Is there, a, is there an ugly you never skate? never seen that? Page? No. Towers just showing me. You ever see it? Mm-mm. The Blade Room, I think it's called. And it's just like ridiculous skate setups. Like, you, I can't even explain it. You just have to see it. Yeah, I mean, blading can, <laughs> can be pretty whacked out and ridic- ridiculous at times for sure yeah but that just just the way it is you know that's yeah. it's part of the spirit it takes all kinds you know blading, yeah it takes all forms bla- blading has got you know behind the blading and yeah. behind the interest they have a lot of people have different jobs they come from different family backgrounds they're mm-hmm. we're we're individuals we're people of the world like all different people come into blading so they all bring their own little thing and mm-hmm. yeah there's some some weirdos in blading and there's some nice people in blading you know it's <laughs> yeah. just as we're all a bit weird. You it's know? a good way to express yourself, though. Your skate setup. Yeah, you can tell how sure. you are by what your skates look Some like. Funked out, like blue and. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you got to check out the Blade Room. I guess I think that's what it's called. Yeah, we can you maybe check take a out. take a seat in the Blade Room later on. Get a good good laugh. Yeah, maybe I'll find a setup of my dreams. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's so much annoying me that much. It's just like what annoys me. I think is, but it's something you just have to come to accept because it is a reality of skating. But something that I find particularly hard is like the sometimes the way to focus on blading you know how to keep a momentum with it because you know it's just when i feel like when i feel that i'm really strongly in love with skating in a moment then i want to put all my energy into it you know Mm -hmm. but there's not really anything there to support you other than the people and the there's no right there's no somebody there's not somebody coming and offering a paycheck to support you for a year so you can film sections. There's, yeah. These things aren't coming about, so you have to find ways to self-fund it and all that. And it kind of puts me in a dilemma sometimes in my thinking just because, you know, for example, I found it more when I'm, since I've been with my girlfriend, how I think about it a lot more because I, I can I compare my life or I reflect my life in somebody else. And I see, yeah, that's the way your life's going because you're involved with these things. And this is the way my life's going because I'm involved with these things, you know? And I just see that skating... And I can see that as a trait in skaters that just, you know, there's, you never want to let go of skating. So you're kind of like uh, doing other things, but you've always got skating on in your mind on the side. You know, yeah. you're you always, it's always in some way wanting to feed back into blading and have this time where you have two weeks to just blade or something. You know, you like, mm-hmm. you, yeah, I wish I could just uh, 
focus on skating and just do that if that because if i didn't if i i'd be able to focus and i'd be able to get the best out of my skating even more you know yeah um but you know it's just not the way it is and we have to find other ways to do it find jobs that can just kind of uh supplement us to do what we love and mm-hmm. yeah and yeah i wish i could uh skate as a job maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> hey man nothing never say never how no. was it when it was happening <laughs> yeah i did it all cracked out to yeah. me I just feel that I'm, I just feel that it's hard for me to, because of course it's, it's possible. I mean, Joe and there's all different people oh, doing yeah. that, you know. Joe's doing and great. And yeah. obviously, the definition doesn't mean just skating as a pro skater. You can also find jobs that do relate to skating, and you're, you know, like um, in whatever way these blade camps and all different things that do tie into skating. Mm-hmm. But in terms of skating as a pro skater, if that means skating full time, filming and being a face, if, mm-hmm. if if that is the definition of a pro skater. Or getting paid for what you do, which would be the dictionary definition of right. a pro skater, mm-hmm. then we don't really have any, you know. So it's kind yeah, of, uh, <laughs> it's kind of hard Joe's as well close. when kids when kids ask you and stuff. I get, yeah, there is people getting Joe's paid close for doing it. And Joe's close and CJ and like, Nick and stuff they, they, like that. Nick, they, they're like yeah, I mean they're they doing it, work. it yeah. but it's like it's not like a standard, standardized definition. It's like they're all finding their own way to do it. You exactly. Know? Yeah. It's not like this is the minimum. Like you're not just yeah. collecting a paycheck. Yeah, yeah there's not a standard. That they got to do other hustles to get Yeah, by. There's, and there's a lot of effort, I think, involved in the process. It doesn't come, it doesn't almost get, rec- it doesn't get um, re- requested if they want that. They have to almost like fight for it a little bit, you know? Yeah, and, no, totally. The easy road is hard or the, I wouldn't say the easy road, but the, the, the road of chasing your dreams is a hard road. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's, it's, it's tougher than, accepting it i mean well one's tough on your soul the it's regular job but, but the other the other one takes so much work and is very exhausting and could be disappointing but that's the thing for me yeah because I, I realized that of course my the greatest reaping of like the greatest love would come out of just really focusing on what because i think about it that even if you ended up in a maybe sometimes a harder situation after if you truly focused on if it's what you love if you really focus on it then you're not going to regret it because it's given you so much understanding and so much totally. connection mm-hmm. But at the same time, is it worth it to, of course, I find the blading worth it, but depends what you think your intentions are for the life you're going to live. If you want to have, because I, I feel like a lot of bladers almost, you can't even maybe have a family or something because it's like you've like got yeah. to the point where you're at an age where you're like, oh, I need to get a job to, right. if I want to even think about having a family. And of course, I'm young, but these are things that come into your mind and you totally. have to, your time can qu- uh, tick quicker than you realize and you yep. have to sometimes put some things in place early on to yeah to i mean things are often uncertain but you you can guarantee certain directions if you totally. make certain choices so it's good that you're thinking about that now at 21 yes yeah, so, i wasn't yeah i, I wasn't yeah, either no, i was just like let's yeah. go so wh- i mean and i feel that way too but it's i think it's still important to not completely discard it out of your mind because i don't know yeah so where are you at in life right now you're just like kind of going with the flow type I of mean, thing or like i, I work i work a, I work a full-time bit, job it, I, what do you do I, I mean, at least in terms of the days I work, I work Monday to Friday, but the hours aren't exactly full time. But I'm working in a, an after school club, a place kids go after school before their parents pick them up because, you know, there's a more general middle class in Denmark. Yeah. The gap isn't so big between rich and poor, so it's more like a middle class. Mm-hmm. So there's more mums and dads both working. Mm-hmm. So then the kids got nobody to go home to, so they come to yeah. this club. Mm-hmm. And it's a much bigger culture there than it was in Scotland for me, and maybe it is than here as well. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a club made by the commune, the council of the city. And then it's paid. It's a private club. So they pay a half. It's kind of, I, th- I, th- I can't remember exactly the way the system goes, but mm-hmm. I got employed there because my girlfriend worked there. Mm-hmm. But I actually teach skating there. So they, oh, they, they bought some skates and invested in like, the idea of me skating for them because they realized that there were some skaters coming to the club. And when they got to the age where they could uh, 
move into the older club, which is when you're like 14 to 16, then mm-hmm. they, they just stop going to the club and wanted to skate because they want to use their free time their own way. Mm-hmm. But the idea was that if uh, I do skating at the club, it gives them a reason to still stay in the club yeah. because they can skate there. Yeah. Right. So I've been had some, uh, they have like 10, 12 pairs of skates and I've been uh, teaching some of the children how to skate and uh, letting them do their thing and like it's been amazing. That's like, so that's many awesome. people do that now. Everyone's yeah, teaching some, skating. I feel I've like I'm some, the only one not doing that. <laughs> I've got some videos of them, got some videos on my phone of them going up and doing a little hop on the ramp, going down fake. Oh, you have that's ramps awesome. and shit too? Yeah, some of them take to it so much more than others. Send, send us that footage and we'll put it in that, that yeah, after yeah, editing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, obviously there's yeah. some like, uh, like Bambi legs, but there's also some people you're like how did you took to that very quick like there's a um yeah it's it's amazing to watch um some kids just got the natural ability huh yeah exactly and just it's amazing to be able to offer them into that uh environment because if i f- skate i feel skating's brought so much for me and to be able to see maybe a kid if a kid got into it and stayed in it the way i have it's like uh that's enough for me from that job you know because mm-hmm. like uh if it's only one person i get into skating if that one person sticks with it, then I'm That's happy. Massive, I'm happy with yeah. that, you know. So it's like it's, a great you, it's not even about the the spread of your how much you affect somebody. I think it's more just like the the quality of how you affect. Like if if it means that that person's really into it, I'd rather have one person really into it than ten that were kind of not, kinda, neither, kinda neither here anyway. nor there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just like it's it's a nice feeling. Mm-hmm. So That's. That's yeah. like that you're doing That's that. Really I didn't cool know that you were teaching skating. I didn't know that either. Yeah, it's, it's a job I've had. It's kind of like down low. Like, I mean, I've not really like posted about it or anything. I just have that job. People in Copenhagen know Very I do humble. that job. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just I'd getting like everybody make, on Copenhagen on skates. No biggie. No, I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to, um, I'd like to also maybe film them doing it one day. Like mm. I, I was thinking about yeah. it. I, was, I painted this little trophy for them. I'm going to do a high jump contest where they can hand there round the, cool. the trophy. Yeah. And they get it for a month. And it just pushes them to... It's friendly competition. It's not comp- It's just showing them to push their limit a little bit. Yeah. And when they see people do. around them doing it, it's like, I think that's also going back to the idea about the skating in the groups and stuff. You know, you don't know your limits till you see them reflected in somebody else's abilities or talents. Sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. you, you realize that I'm better at this than them and they're better at this than me. And you realize your strengths and your weaknesses in certain aspects. And it's not about making that a competition, but it's just... What's that noise? <laughs> it's like a no motorcycle going by. Oh, it's weird. It was like in the, <laughs> yeah, in the headset. That noise really weird. <laughs> but no, it's like, um, it's not about just comparing it, but I think that when you, that just shows you everyone's unique talents. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. In, yeah, it's nice to watch that uh, be born in the kids because, you know, they're, uh, they look so happy when they're skating. And some of them have said to me, you know, thank you so much for showing me skating and stuff <laughs> oh, like that. That's awesome. It feels cool. Have people like when they're done with your program, you see them continue to skate? afterwards or i mean it's not really been that way it's not a program it's more like i'm just at the club and there's different areas so there's a games room there's a woodwork shop there's a football hall that's legit and there's a there's a creative there's a creative room boys and girls club they have like skate parks but there's yeah there's like a creative room and then there's a kitchen upstairs where there's a meal made every day Mm. and they can sit and read comics and all that and Mm. one i just have the outdoor activity of skating so yeah. and since the good weather was there over the summer, yeah. and it's been one of the most popular activities at the club. That's cool. That's awesome. It's been so nice. What do you do in the winter then? Actually, Same in the winter, I, I got the job last October, so I had a few months of winter in there, and I was in the basement, just skating, skating back and forth in the basement because it's like a long tunnel underneath okay. the. <laughs> it was kind of sketchy. It was kind of like, a, <laughs> and we just had like a, I made a little like a um, what do you call it, pallet uh, manual pad, and like okay. had a little mm-hmm. rail and something to do. Yeah, That's exactly, cool. exactly. So, uh, but yeah, I don't don't know. Like that job is kind of uh, shifting at the moment. Like because I get the job, and the job comes to me through the the commune, and they they give me the hours, you know. But sometimes the commune has stopped being able to give me so much hours. So 
the stability of the work is changing a little bit. So I'm just enjoying it for what it is now because I don't know how long I'm going to be there because maybe, mm -hmm. maybe it'll change. But mm -hmm. for now, it's, it's great. It seems like you know, a really good opportunity for... Yeah, I've enjoyed it. And if I maybe was ever to try to get another job, I think it's a good uh, example that I've worked there and had that totally. experience with the kids there. And mm -hmm. I'm very happy with my colleagues and stuff. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a nice workplace, definitely. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's sick. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I think that's... I think it's been like almost two hours. I could be wrong. Is it? Hour and a half. Right. Change. Hour 45. Yeah. It's about, about we, we that, we're but, that, um, that far in. Well, <laughs> yeah, we're that far in. But uh, so I think uh, this would be a good place to, unless you have one more question. Uh, Austin, I was no, just, I don't, not particularly. No? Well, not particularly. I, I was going to say, if there's anything else that you, you know you want to impart on some people before we, before we cut, call this. Maybe. Um, yeah. I want to say thanks to um, you guys for having me on the show. That's been oh, fun. Yeah, for being it's on. been awesome. It's, uh, it's a new experience for me to be on the <laughs> podcast. I was on Greg's podcast one time, just a little too easy one on YouTube, mm. and that was super fun. We filmed oh, that nice. in my kitchen in Copenhagen with a oh, little, nice. little speaker. Oh, cool. <laughs> but this feels like uh, in the booth, you know, it's funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, just uh, hello to everyone in Denmark, Copen Copenhagen, in Scotland, and uh, everyone who's uh, helped out with a place to stay here and there, you mm -hmm. know. And uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to the next week in uh, New York, yeah, and yeah. Uh, hopefully we get to skate a bit. And yeah, we're gonna skate today. Actually, yeah, we're gonna skate, skate right today. Now. We're gonna have a yeah. barbecue after this. I've heard. Yeah. yeah, word on the street. Yeah, maybe, maybe a jet ski. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what what comes of. Maybe the day. we'll film something at the skate park. Make. A I little see the sun starting to spill in the window there. Yeah, there we go. The blinds, I know. So. It's, it's, all my, it's all over my shoulder. Right? I'm gonna, my shoulder is rocked right I'm now. Gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get this sweatshirt off. Are you crazy? Yeah, it's gonna get hot today. That's been a fair. Fair purification here. I've been sweating it. <laughs> yeah, out. well, it's good. <laughs> Cleansing it out here. This is your warm up. Cleansing out my uh, all my Toxins. home fry breakfasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank we, we we really appreciate you being on. Thanks for being on. Yeah, the it's show. been really thank nice. you so much for coming. Thank you. It's really yeah. good. You're our first international guest. Are you sure? What about Puerto Rican? Oh no, I guess no. That's that's, that's, that's part domestic of America. actually. Oh, yeah. I guess yeah. that's part domestic. Of America. Wow, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, but um, so yeah, you're our first international guest. Welcome. Oh, thank, thank you for you blessing the show. And as always, everyone. You know, hope you liked the episode. Yep. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram, Jump Street a, Podcast. It was an interesting enough uh, talk. That was definitely I very think it cool. Was. Yeah, very different I, I, from our I, last conversation. I was, you I, could I, understand anything. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, put, we'll put subtitles in for those who don't speak Scottish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, thanks thanks again. And I think we learned a lot about uh, your perspective. I think it was really valuable. So definitely. appreciate that. And, Thank uh, you. Follow us on Instagram, Jump Street Podcast on Instagram. Follow us on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Subscribe to our I page. Hi to my mom and dad in uh, Scotland and my dog, Baba. Baba. British Bulldog. Shout out. Ooh. He's out there slobbering. I want a British mm -hmm. Bulldog so bad. Shout out to the Bruces. <laughs> yeah, shout out. Hello to the Bruce family uh, holding the, the gates <laughs> at home. Uh, also, check Thanks for bringing me into this world, mama. <laughs> thanks Praise for bringing me into this world. Praise the Lord. We gotta go back to church this weekend yeah we're gonna be gospel we're gonna go for a gospel session before skating just to to raise the roof you know it's a good way to ra raise morale we're gonna bring down the praise the lord bring down the the thunder on the on the streets like <laughs> holy thunder yes i love it yeah uh, also if you haven't checked out our website jumpstreetpodcast.com we yes. have our merch side is up fish is actually wearing a shirt right now go mm. check us out um if you like you know mm-hmm Sports, I think we got the mugs too. Yeah, the mugs. We got, we got hats as well. So I got to say, out. and as always, our our iTunes. Yes. Leave, leave a review, five mm -hmm. star rating. We have a Stitcher. 
We have everything. Check us out everywhere. Check us out. Jump Street Podcast. We've said it a thousand times. We're going to say it every episode. (laughs) Just continue to spread the word and share it. And uh, we're going to try to keep having a really interesting guest like this gentleman on. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And it's been uh, surreal to sit down with you guys. A little little me would have not uh, believed the situation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, thank you so much for coming. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Looking forward to more more time together today. Now let's go skate and have (laughs) barbecue. Let's go. Let's go.